This is the MLW Radio Network. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? It's your boy, Blackheart, the head honcho off the Top Roast Podcast. If you love independent and professional wrestling and like all the juicy gossip of the wrestling industry, then look no further than here, OTTR Headquarters. You can catch us on Facebook, Twitch, and Facebook groups, and whatever that you get your podcast from with our, with our latest Last Week of Wrestling, After Darts, Under Boss's Hard Taste, and now our new upcoming trivia game show, Wrestling Every, coming soon. So if you like what you've seen, you love professional wrestling, you love independent wrestling, you love everything about wrestling just yourself, give us a tune. You know, you would not regret it. Blackheart out. Everyone knows a lot of things can change in the span of 10 years. But when it comes to professional wrestling podcasting, one thing is still guaranteed. The Shining Wizards is the only place to get all the latest wrestling news, interviews with the greatest guests, and of course, tons of laughs in discussing the world of wrestling. The show is still available on Monday nights at 7 p.m. East on RantDMRadio.com and Rant Entertainment Media on the TuneIn app. And it's still available on all podcasting platforms. To check us out, head over to ShiningWizards.com where it's still wrestling talk and talk about wrestling. Are you tired of prediction shows? Do you want to fantasy book the companies? Does Bigfoot even really exist? If you answered yes to any of those questions, then check out the podcast that isn't a podcast. Every Tuesday and Thursday, the standing streamer stands and delivers as he and Vanessa talk about all that's going on in pro wrestling today. Plus, see in-depth conversations with people in and around the wrestling world as guests share their stories and insights about making it in the business. The Putting You Over Podcast. Putting your weeknights over every Tuesday and Thursday. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening and good night. My name is Thomas and what's your name? Uh, I'm Alan. Alan. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. We're brothers. That's right. Yeah, yeah the mother, same mother and father. Your room was... Oh, we shared a room. Shared a room. For we shared a room. Thought I knew your face. Yeah, we so go maybe. way back, mate. Yeah. yeah. We should do a podcast then. Uh, we have. We do, we do a podcast. We do a podcast. What's it called? The Broadcast. Yeah, that was planned. Yeah, yeah, well. What do we do? Well, we cover all different things in the world of pop culture. We're talking about comic books, we're talking about professional wrestling, and we're talking about movies. Go back and watch classic retro wrestling events, the likes of WWE, WCW, and if you do like that, you can check us out on Apple iTunes, also on Podbean, Anchor, and on Podknife. Also, check us out on Twitter, at The Broadcast. That's B-R-O. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Ending. Yeah, it's all right. Good on you. Yeah. Instagram also at the Broadcast Podcast. Remember, we don't spell it with a C. We spell it with a K. Sorry, mate. Take it easy. Two Heels and a Face Wrestling Podcast believes wrestling is a buffet. There's something there for everyone. These guys cover local Chicago indie scene, and all of their episodes can be found at twoheelsandaface.com. The number two heelsandaface.com uh, Good evening. It is a Tuesday night. It is for our material brand. My name is Mike Freeland and as always I am joined by my esteemed Connell, my esteemed panel of colleagues. Just I, I just blended two different words. Con- <laughs> Connell, my Connell. Panel? Oh, I can't talk. This is uh, this is Tuesday night. That's all I got. 
Uh, joining us tonight is our normal group of friendly foes. Let's first start off with uh, the man who is follically challenged, but yet he's still a very pers personal, deep, dear friend, not deep friend, dear Rit, introduce yourself. Oh my goodness, Freeland. We are not that we're, we're close. Too many papers, too many we're close, papers. but we're not that close. We are not that close. But I am the Rit. And also <laughs> my dear personal longtime friend from a foreign country. His name is Mr. Butt. Mr. Butt. Mr. Butt, it's good to see you. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing okay. Yeah. Yeah. Doing minor technical difficulties. I'm probably going to get yelled at before the show is over. I broke the microwave, and now it's in four pieces in the Whoa. middle of the kitchen. No, no, no. So you might see a homicide on air tonight when the wife gets wow. home. Wow. guarantee that. Wow. <laughs> I can First of all, it. breaking That's a microwave is one thing, but four pieces. I'm not even mad. I'm impressed. I was about <laughs> to say, <laughs> I don't know really how to comment appropriately. What happened really quickly? I just closed the door and it wouldn't stay shut, so I took the door apart. But then I ran out of time. So I had to come join you guys. I got so now the door's in four pieces in the middle of the kitchen. Wow. You might murder me. Wow. <laughs> and let's bring uh, the most civilized person of our panel back here. She is a wrestling aficionado. She's also a big cosplay person. You can follow her on social media. She's trendy, and she has a really great setup. Her name is Casey. Casey, how you doing? Hello, I'm good. Uh, happy to be here again. So thank you. <laughs> thank you for the invite. It is great to have you back as well. And remember, we are brought to you by the MLW Radio Network. You can catch any of our shows on the MLW Radio Network. You can also follow them on social media. We have our shows dropping each and every week. The Furrow Material brand drops each and every Friday. Uh, headlines drops each and every day. And you know what? The Book Club. Can't, can't say enough about the Book Club. Got another episode of the Book Club that just came out. It might take us about 13 months to finish a book, but we're there. We're hey, there. Don't worry. It's uh, a Dr. I, Seuss book, but you know. <laughs> hey, don't worry. We got the interview lined up somewhere around Christmas time. I'm good with that. I'm good with that. We'll bring Sabu it, on around it, Christmas. Here. It was supposed to be last November, but it's okay. Patience, my friend. My wife has a reading endorsement, right? She teaches elementary. I teach high school, but she has a reading endorsement. So I tell her um, that I'm doing this book club, and she's that's great. That's wonderful. And she's like, is that the same book we were talking about, like, last holiday season? I said, it is. She said, we might need to schedule an appointment for you and I to sit down at the kitchen table and uh, and have a little review session to make sure we are on track. So, yeah, that third grade guarantee didn't really happen for me um, back in 1975. So, anyway. Yeah, hey, been on track uh, uh, I, enjoy, I enjoy it. I enjoy it, too. I enjoy it very much. Um I just hope people are, are still sticking with me because there will be another book. I'm not I'm not giving up at this point. Not giving up whatsoever. Um, I do have some news for, for everyone. So um, as we all know, Jerry Lynn is a part of, in Henderson, Tennessee, um, a wrestling school that is opened back up, and they have recently been putting episodes up there. I'm trying to set something up with Jerry so we can go ahead and talk to their talent. That is actually training down at FXE, so that should be coming up soon. And I've been talking to Mr. Whipwreck again, and uh, he's been in contact with some of his ECW friends as well. So he and I may be talking again on the air soon, so you might be able to hear us. So there's a couple things that are in the works right now. But once again, it's only speculation. As they may say, rumor and innuendo. Yeah, that's what it is right now. 
Um, what is on everybody's mind before we kind of go into the topics? Like, is there anything that's like really just, man, it's on the forefront of your mind. This is something that is I've been thinking about for a while since the last time we talked. We'll start off with the butt first. Anything that's like, wow, this is really interesting when it comes to wrestling. Um, something that I've seen today, I, I caught quickly online. Sean Spears is no longer at AEW, apparently. Looks like Sean that Spears has. Um, right. Looks like, from what I understand, Sean Spears' contract was not renewed. So it looks like Sean is uh, a free agent. Um, what was his name in WWE? It was Ty Dillinger. Ty Dillinger. Hi, Dillinger. So it looks like Sean. And, you know, here's the thing. I really like Sean Spears. Like, he is really good. Like, he, in my opinion, has a lot of Randy Orton-esque qualities. And he can wrestle That's really fun. well. And it's just a shame that they never found something for him. But um, he never was really disgruntled. He just, you know, did his thing. And we're going to get into this whole, hey, I'm disgruntled. I'm going to talk about it. Well, I don't understand Canadian. why people Most feel like. fairly pleasant people. Absolutely. Not, not all of us. No, not everyone. Not but everyone. Uh, Casey, what is what is something that's been on your mind as far as just wrestling in general since uh, since the last time we spoke? I'm excited for Extreme Rules. I think that this is going to be such a, a really great premium live event. Um, and just thinking back at like the Extreme Rules I first experienced, which was like the 2020 like Thunderdome and you know, Seth Rollins trying to take out the eye of, of Ray. Like, it's just crazy how far it's come. And I'm I'm so excited. I know, so bad. Um, but I'm so excited about Extreme Rules. Um, I'm, I'm, you know, I haven't watched, like, a premium live event in a while because I went to All Out, so I missed Clash at the Castle and didn't get to see that one. Oh, and so I'm just excited to get back into the routine of just being here at home and watching a premium live event. So wait a minute. Do we have to now that so many things have changed, right? We're bringing the word wrestling back. Um, can we just call it pay-per-view again? Or is the is PLE going to stick? What's your take on that? Well, I mean, we, we're not paying for it. Well, I mean, I guess technically you are if you have the Peacock app. You're, you're paying for it. But I guess mm-hmm. you're not paying for them individually. Like it just comes with the app. So, I mean. That's true. I like I like I miss calling them pay-per-views, but I mean it's not really a pay-per-view in comparison to AEW, which is a pay-per-view. Which is a pay-per-view, absolutely, because yeah. they stick it to people for like fifty nine ninety nine. So expensive, so stupid. Check out our pay-per-view. That's nineteen hours, and you're gonna have to miss work for two days. No, I. So many people are like, man, that was a great pay-per-view, but it was like I had to use like a vacation day because I had to recover on a monday before i could Mm -hmm. actually start my work week on tuesday so i don't know how we got into this really long concept of like two days and all that like too much like wrestle kingdom as we all know is a is a multi-day event which is fine but then wrestlemania got into two days but see a a normal ple right for wwe casey correct me if i'm wrong is still right around what three hours roughly two and a half and yeah, it's been clocking in about that that amount, three, three and a half. Yeah. But uh and I guess the concept behind why AEW does such longer ones is they only have the big four. So they're they're basically saying, hey, we're gonna squeeze this out a little bit longer because we only have one once every four. Three months, Freeland. Mm-hmm. Yeah, four threes or twelve. <laughs> Thank He's you. He's mapping. Thank you. Thank you so much. I teach anatomy, not math, and uh 
Thank we'll probably you. have to add that to my third grade guarantee when I said it, but I it right there. We'll talk about math too. Uh, Ritzter, what what are you looking uh, most forward to? What is on the the top of your mind when it comes to? Oh man, you know this, baby. Wednesday night, dynamite. Wednesday's gonna be a good night. We're gonna get into that mm-hmm. as well. It's national. Sidney Daddy. Ah, ah, yeah. Hold on. Where's my phone? So this popped up in my notifications. Okay. I almost ended up with a new phone today. <laughs> Give me a minute. Much like the microwave door. <laughs> I, oh, I, the only thing I want to know is, is the micro- did you take the microwave door apart, like a like a screwdriver and all that, like to? Oh yeah. Come on. Oh, I thought you were just like, ah, oh, no, 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 crash. Like, okay. Who are you talking to now? I'm just, Come making, on. I'm just making sure. So you got a so, notification on your phone. I was that, looking that... at new shirts on Pro Wrestling Tees. Okay. I'll show you about Popped Up. Uh, yep, yeah. Scissor Me. Scissor <laughs> Me Daddy Ass. See, okay. Well, let me ask and you apparently something. it's the limited edition hot pink. Ooh. Only available for two days. You would look great in hot pink. And I mean that in a very platonic, very friendship way with a man from a foreign country. <laughs> I mean that. Like, like, but let me ask you something. In all kidding aside, did you ever get ribbed for being Christopher Butt? Yeah, but then I got big. Okay. And, and then you, you put that to an end. You you squashed that, right? So in high school, I played hockey. Nice. My cousin also played. His name is Dennis Butt. I'm Christopher Butt. So, you know, your name is on the back of your jersey. You're the Butt Brothers. C-Butt and B-Butt. <laughs> yeah. Thankfully, we're both six foot and 230 in high school. So, we are fairly large. We didn't have to put up with much. But, yeah, no good. I don't recommend it. Wow. Unbelievable. There's a reason my wife did not take my name when we got married. Oh. <laughs> what is a kindergarten her- teacher. Think about it. Yeah, yeah that no, could, that's just a bad setup. In the school system, yeah. that could definitely. What no, no, no. What is her maiden name? Delves. D-E-L-V-E-S. I like that. That sounds really clear. Delves. From Quebec. Nice. Very nice. It, it sounds that's a province in Canada, Freeland. Oh, I'm glad you explained that to me. Thank you so much. I might not be able to do math, but I know the provinces in Canada, oh, right? You don't know the, oh, okay, okay. Casey, here we go. Trivia question. Why can't oh, we just oh, move no. on to the no, next? No, no, no. Can you nope. name the five Great Lakes, Casey? I oh, okay. okay, okay. All right, I fine. <laughs> I will tell you right now. Automatic fail. See, she eats a burger. She does not cut it, and she can't name all the five Great Lakes. That's why this this is a perfect situation. <laughs> this is a great friendship that's already starting. Just because I couldn't name them. Oh, hold on. There's Superior. <laughs> Hold on. Superior, Michigan, Ontario, um, Great, Great Lakes, Great Lakes, Great Lakes, Erie. Okay. Um, I know that um, one. <laughs> and Mississippi. Or, um, oh, God. No. Mississippi. No, no. I didn't, I didn't mean that. I was just thinking of like, yeah. Oh, hold on. I almost said conspiracy. Why? <laughs> Superior. Oh, I know what I forgot. Superior, Erie, Michigan. Lake Huron, mm-hmm. and then the other one that I previously named. I have short-term memory loss. Where do I live? 
Ontario, Lake Ontario. Uh -huh. Lake Ontario. Cool. Thank you. Thank you. I should learning. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yes. I'll, I'll make sure I text Megs and tell her that your geography lesson is done. She can continue with reading and math. Next we can start with the letters. I'm all for A. Michael, what starts with A? We all know it's Asshole. Apple. Uh oh. <laughs> well, Let's move on. Let's move on. Let's move. So let, let's talk about uh, our, our first topic here. Uh, and, and I sent that to everyone. And now off the top of my head. Oh, let's talk about this. Best ring entrances. Best ring entrances. And uh, but was that also including the music as well or just entrances in general? The music, the entr entrance, the, the whole kit and caboodle. The ambiance. So sure. Ritz, Ritzter, let's go with you first. When you think of entrances, music, pomp, circumstance, I'm not trying to draw you into a certain direction here with pomp and circumstance, but I'm saying, what would you say is a real spectacle? Oh, first one that comes to my mind is Taker. Yep. Any of them. Very cool. That's the first thing, because it draws you in from the lights going out to the first gong. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just like, man, you know. Uh, entrance-wise, mm, but as soon as you hear the, the first little bit of, of the music, the rock, as, as, as soon as the rock song hits, those fans are electric, you know, and, and he and he gets those fans into the two. Uh, another personal favorite of mine is the original Brood. You know, oh, that was a good call. one with the flames and I all loved that. it. Yeah. Was that the den, 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 mm -hmm. den? Wow, wow. Yeah, yep. Yeah, uh, I'm trying to think. You're welcome, Jim Johnson. That's a really good impersonation. I'm, I'm trying to think of some, some other ones. Uh, a, a great one would have been, I think it was a SummerSlam. It was over in England with the Road Warriors. Oh, and they oh, drove the motorcycles oh, out. That, that that was hot. I yes. love that one. Well, that was the same one. I want to say that was was that ninety was that ninety two? Because they were talking about it had been thirty years. Mm -hmm. Yeah, since yeah. Uh, Clash of the Castle. That was the same one where the Undertaker actually they drove mm. drove the hearse. Yes, because the the um, the walkway. Um, yeah. Was was too long, so. Mm -hmm. But that's also when the Road Warriors were doing that creepy puppet thing. You know, oh. remember that Rocco the oh, puppet? Yeah, yeah, that was like. Mm, I don't know why they decided to go with a puppet, but if you're not familiar with that story, uh, something to wrestle with with Bruce Pritchard definitely talks about Rocco the puppet and Paul Ellerling and how they did not really like the concept of the puppet. But yes, those were great entrances. Um, Casey, what's your take on like a really great entrance where you're like, wow, that definitely. That really caught my attention. I have to go with my Texas boy, a Stone Cold. <laughs> that when, glass break. Like, yes. As soon as you hear it, it's just like, ah, I love it. It's a big, it's a big moment. It's a big pop. I was just watching when Mick Foley won the championship against The Rock. And when he came out, like, oh, it was such a great shot of the crowd and just, ah, everybody lost their marbles yep. and he comes out and. Uh, hits the rock with a chair, so good, good selection. Yes. And more modern, I would, I miss Rhea Ripley's uh, previous. Like I know she's coming out now with the 
the Judgment Day sound, but I love her original like theme uh, with the screaming, the "This is my that, like, Oh, I love it! And her foot stomp. I think mm-hmm. that it just it just showcases her power automatically. <laughs> oh, I love it! So that yeah, that's one of my more current picks. She's really coming to her own too, and I really feel like it's exciting to see people who are actually getting that that recognition because I thought she was a great female wrestler always, but I always love the fact that we're seeing this evolution in her character and it's like, Whoa, she's coming to the forefront now. And I feel like she is a major player and thank goodness. Hopefully she'll stay healthy. She'll be a continue a big player for, for years to come for me. I would have to say growing up uh, in the early eighties, the ultimate warrior uh, when he would come out, like, in a, in a house show around here. Oh my gosh. I tell you what, like, and he would run around and it was just the whole presentation was almost like Shade. it was a rock concert. Yes. Shaking <laughs> of the ropes. Yeah. You know, hi, I just did cocaine like five <laughs> seconds ago. <laughs> and I think that's what it was. That's why he couldn't get through his promos. Um, we are going to have a night where we do ultimate warrior promos and we're going to dissect them as rational, not under the influence adults of substances. And we're going to break down, what does he really mean by that? And why was he so obsessed with crashing a plane that Hulk Hogan was in? Never really understood that concept, but we will we will talk about that. Nice. Um, the, here's a, an underrated one that I thought was good. Bushwhackers. Bushwhackers. The kids got into that. No? It's fantastic. You, Everybody did that as a kid. They did. They absolutely did. Strut, walk, I always wanted to. This sounds really weird, but like when you have fan experiences with with wrestlers, right? There's always certain things that you that you want to have. Like if you had a drink, you could toast with Stone Cold if you were in the front row, right? Um, what would be another signature thing? Like NWO, you could do the too sweet with somebody or with. Um, Scissor me, daddy. I know. I was about to. Oh, it's so cool. it's so good, and that's why it's so popular right now because it's it's a stupid, but it's it's so catchy and like right. it's something that everybody can kind of do. And, and, like, yeah, it's and, great. And, and not everybody, not <laughs> everybody. Come not on, come everybody. on, butt. Come on, butt. Ready? No. Your front uh, row. Uh, come Anthony, on. Oh, yeah, you, right you would there. leave them hanging. Oh my you God. would leave us hanging, and that's not what friends do with friends in foreign countries. See, that's <laughs> not what happened. A little bit over it. Oh my gosh! Uh, so, like the too sweet, the the New Japan, the Bullet Club thing. Was it what else? Um, DX. the Four the Horsemen Spectrum. thing. Yes, the DX. Uh, all that well, kind of stuff. Either that or Freeland would would be like that lady on on Monday Night Raw and just lift his shirt up. Nobody wants to see that. Wait, wait, wait. First of all, for, thanks for speaking for the entire world, but I'm pretty chiseled. What, what, who flipped their shirt up on Raw? Yeah, yeah you, you don't remember that when it was, when it was triple. Oh, the Sean? DX. Yes. Yeah. Well, he was, he was doing the whole show us. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And, okay. And, and that day, that boy that was in front of her became a man. Yeah. Just, oh my God. <laughs> well, it's it's interesting because I was listening to a, a, a rant Jim Cornette did. Do you do you remember he used to do these rants and he actually openly talked about WCW? You know what really fires me up? And he would do these rants, and he was talking about the NWO and how they were like juvenile and how they were just um, like they had like daddy complexes or mommy complexes and they were whatever. And it was like, wait a minute. 
you're saying that about the NWO, but yet you have DX on the same. We're kind of the pot calling the kettle black on that one. Um, but anyway, I getting back to what I was saying is I always wanted to get licked by a bushwhacker. Like I always wanted them to like, I always was like, that would be, that would be kind of cool. Wouldn't it? Like, and for nine ninety nine, you can tune in to Freeland's <laughs> furry bushwhacker licking OnlyFans account. Not fair. Oh, Not geez. fair. Not fair. I found. By the way, I found out uh, about uh, is only okay. Let's be honest. Let's be honest right oh, here. I need just complete transparency from all of you. Is OnlyFans adult oriented? Like, is it like it can be really low bar? Like, okay, almost totally for the kids. All kinds of kindergarten content on there. <laughs> just because I have heard about that, and I'm like, what is that like just for like fans of a certain person? Like one-on-one interactions, you get deals on autographs, first runs on this. But then it was like, why is every single person that I've seen, now, now this is not everybody, but it's always very sexualized. And I was like, hmm, okay. I, uh... so, so Freeland, who? All of them that you've seen. Look, I'm let's get into Whoa, whoa. Where did <laughs> you go? Know, what what is your OnlyFans bill per month? Who all are you subscribing to? <laughs> this is terrible. Let's see. This is, this is why I don't have certain conversations. Because the maturity is just not there. Um, it isn't. No, but what I was going to say really quickly before, gosh, we keep going. We're almost half hour into this. Um, I'll leave that out. I'll leave that. We got we to gotta move on. Um <laughs> So we talked about different uh, entrances and music that we like. What do you like? Let us know um, in the comment section. Also, let us know if you're listening to this on the audio version. Uh, hit us up on social media and let us know what uh, entrances you thought were the best and which ones did you have a great moment with. So Jersey Devil says, Freeland wants to smell like sardines. Thanks, Jersey. Appreciate that. Sardines. Never had a sardine. Anybody ever have a sardine? Mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So, so right. but what about you? Some entrances. That oh, they... thank you for asking, Joshua. Michael didn't. Oh my god! Oh my god! I'm. So... You got the question too. <laughs> what a guy! He was the one who submitted the question. He did. I am so, so for smart. Your your all time iconic is going to be Hulk Hogan. Coming yes. into the music, I'm a real American. I'm not even American. You are, very, but you know, you, you get pumped it, yes. up watching that. That's fantastic. Um, right now, probably my two favorite. Well, one is still active. One isn't. Uh, Jericho, when he comes in, is amazing. Everybody loses their mind. But probably my favorite one is glorious Bobby Roode. Ooh. I thought that was fantastic. Excellent. I don't know why, Boys. but I just really like that one. Just a little uh, little curveball there. Yeah. It is. Right. Really enjoyed that one. Yeah, I just recently saw a picture of him on Twitter. He he had just had some surgery recently. I didn't know he was he was okay. out injured. Um. So yeah, he's yeah. Been out for quite a while now. Yeah. So yeah, those it, would be like my picks there. Good choices. Those are good choices. The, the, the couple of honorable mentions I was thinking as we we're we we're talking, it's got to be. Eddie Guerrero's when he came out with the low rider Latino. Mm-hmm. Heat? Yeah, the Latino yeah. Heat yeah. one. Yes. And I love those ones. Some JBL around the same time period. 
you know, with the, yeah. with the big stretch limo. Man, everybody loved to hate him. Well, and, I'm surprised. Uh, oh, sorry. Oh no, no, was, go ahead, go ahead. I was gonna say I'm surprised no one said um, HBK. I love, I love sexy oh. boy. I mean, how can you not sing to it? This and it is... just it ties in with with Hulk Hogan's theme. Like Jimmy Hart wrote like so many like great entrances. Like I love it. Um, so yeah, the, like, like I love sexy boy. I was yeah. like, it's a great one. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> the, the, the one that Vince sings. Oh no. <laughs> No, no. <laughs> but but the, the last one has got to be ECW Sandman. Oh, my gosh. A Sandman introduction like when in the ECW arena. When he came into Sandman? Mm -hmm. Yeah, when he came into Sandman. The whole song played. He had a six-pack in him. Not counting the case he already had on the, the I backstage. was just about to say, many of the guys have said he was already well into his night of drinking. And then he mm -hmm. had to been told, hey your music's playing all right let me give me my cane and hindi would you go out there and do his thing um so I'm you have to do both parts <laughs> oh my goodness I always imagine when I was growing up, if all of a sudden there was going to be a fight, like in the schoolyard after school, and then all of a sudden I, I walk out there and the, there's these guys around me, and they're like, "Did you come alone?" And all of a sudden in my mind, I'm like, "Nope." And then I would pick a so theme song to hit, and I'd be like, "That's right." I'm here, I mean, baby. what would your entrance theme song be? I mean, y'all have asked me questions. I mean, if you had Ooh. an entrance theme song, what would yours be? I already have mine. I already know. Ooh. Wow, and this it just doesn't have to be wrestling. It can be really any song, right? Yeah, it can be real. Yeah, if you can get the rights to it. <laughs> oh, ask, that's true. Ask Daddy Tony Khan to to pay for it. <laughs> um, so one I've actually used when I was boxing was Tim Hicks. He's Canadian country singer. Here comes the thunder. Tim Ooh, Hicks. I'm gonna I'm gonna put that on my playlist now. Here comes yep. the thunder. I like that. I can listen out that to night. it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ritzer, I'm going to throw this one to you, my friend. So, what are okay. you? What are you, you going to come out to? What's your th What's your music? And my baseball walk-up song was always Fuji's "Ready or Not." Ooh, that's a good one. But we're, if we're going to go wrestling, I'm going to throw you a curveball, and I'm going to go, "Boy George, do you really want to hurt me?" <laughs> wow, that is. Oh I'm going to. Flip through my Rolodex of randomness. That wow, okay. I mean, that's smart though. I mean, I got to finally go to some indie shows during that all out weekend, and like mm -hmm. it's so smart to pull up songs that people can sing along to. Um, and I noticed that a lot of the wrestlers used, you know, like party all night long and you know, teenage dirtbag. Like, I was like, that's so clever because you automatically get the crowd behind you because they're singing along. So smart. I like that. Uh, I, I picked that song just because. If you can get into your opponent's head before the match, ooh, you can get in. Wait, never mind. Mess with their psyche. Yeah, no, that's, that's right. good. That's right. Wait a minute, but I thought you were a big, you're a big Grado guy as well, right? Well, I was I, waiting for that. I was yes. going to. Grado has the greatest entrance I've ever seen. Have you seen in Casey? Show. Have you seen Grado's entrance? I don't think I have. Oh, I think we need uh -oh. to pull it up. Pull it up. Uh -oh. oh no. Google it on your own for the love of all. 
Come on. Come on, foreign country, man. Let's just – by the way, I never said this, but can I still say this? Am I still uh, trendy? Casey's the youngest one here. Can I still say it's on fleek? Can I say uh, – I don't think he – Oh. I don't, I don't worry. I asked my husband because he works with high school. So, I, I mean, I ask him all the time. I'm like, what What did they say? Can I still say this? He was like, no. <laughs> it's like, okay. Okay. I was just checking. So my students yeah. want me to do the gritty if everyone gets an A on the test uh What's tomorrow. That? So it's it's a dance. It's a dance. The gritty. The gritty, if they look it up. It's uh a lot of NFL players do it if they score a touchdown. Zach Wilson did it when he scored a touchdown. Um it's just where they kind of like bend their knees down and they swing their arms, you know. One of those deals. Nice. So if I do it, I'm guaranteed to hit my deductible for my insurance for the year because I probably will fall and not get back up. But uh, Casey, here we go. Here we go. All right. This is it. Can you turn up a little? We all might need to turn up our own individual audio. He has become a phenomenon in the world of professional wrestling. What, what, what's going on here? Did you guys hear this too? What the hell is this? A little bit. I'm good now. But you used to hear this every Thursday night, baby. Oh, yeah. There he goes. But this is so good. Awesome. That's what you want. You want that, like. Oh, yeah. So good. That is good. Oh, like, literally, everybody's into that. They are. That's, That's amazing. A great song. Good choice. It, 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 and here's the deal it's about selling tickets. That's all it is. is selling t- I mean, what has Dan Housen taught us? It's about selling tickets. Wow. Has he wrestled yet, Dan Housen? He yeah, has. he's wrestled a couple of times. I was yeah. actually just talking about that with my husband over the weekend. I was like, it's coming on a year since he broke his leg because he broke his leg on Halloween. Um, and then he had the surgery and then he's, you know, recovered and then got signed to AEW. So it's coming on just a year mark um, from his injury. So, I mean, he's made an, and he broke his uh two his bone two parts i believe so the fact that he's wrestling again now less than a year later is impressive that is a big deal very cool very cool so uh now the world has gotten to see grado again <laughs> that was uh, awesome yeah i mean it, 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 i'm gonna Madonna, change right? my song choice now <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, great. that is what you want the crowd to do when you yeah. sit there and come out that's oh for sure um i will say mine 
Hopefully I don't have any commercials when I play this on my phone because I hate that. It's like, all right, here's my song. And then, do you have a bad wireless company? <laughs> like, wow, well, thanks. Like, wow. Okay. As a mother of three boys, I know how expensive things are. Wow, that's your song? Anticlimatic. That, that's, hotter than, that's hotter than the Wyatt theme song. No, well, that commercial goes. Mine would be uh, "Troubles Coming" by Royal, the Royal Blood, a Royal Blood. Very right. Ah, back, back in black. black, baby. And that just gives you enough time to get people going before you come out of the curtain. Hillbilly Deluxe is another good one. Brooks and Dunn. Oh, okay, yeah. Oh, yeah. Brooks and Dunn. All right, so yes, I'm I'm back in black. Um, Very good. Yeah, Freeland should be that old mare. She ain't what she used to be. <laughs> terrible, <laughs> terrible. I take I take so much, but I keep coming back each and every week. Um, I want to get everyone's take on this thing right now because I think I'm really curious about what is happening with Sammy Guevara and Andrade. Can we please and I'm going to have a follow-up subsequent question to this after we kind of discuss this. Um, but what what is the deal with – it just makes the company look bad. Unless it's a storyline, it makes the company look bad. That everybody seems to express their grievances on social media and then Sammy you know, comes out and says, we all know you want to go back to WWE. Why don't you just F and leave, et cetera, et cetera. And it's like, oh, God, like really? Like this is just high school – Drama, like, and it's unnecessary when you're Time Warner Discovery, New Deal, want to make the company look good, and it's like, wow. So, Casey, let's start off with you. What, what's, what's your take on this whole situation, and do we have any idea the original roots to all of this? I mean, it can. I, I agree. Like, I feel like it's very juvenile um, in how it's being handled because, uh, you know, because of social media, especially Twitter. Um, we get to see wrestlers interact with each other a lot more often. And you, you see it on the WWE side as well. Like you've seen a couple of feuds and matches come of it, but you can tell that it's pretty like, you know what I mean? Like you see, it's a little more structured. You can kind of see like, okay, like this is kind of a setup. Um, but this one feels a little more personal and a little more like out of hand and chaotic, which I think has been the ongoing theme with AEW these past couple of months. Um, so it's unfortunate. And I think the feud drew from a, an interview that Andrade did is what I read from an article. I think he he brought up that Sammy was complaining that he hit too hard. And when Andrade like confronted him, he didn't he didn't say it. He asked him, like, do you have a problem with me? And he didn't say it to his face. So Andrade was just like, OK, if you're going to talk crap about me, like I'm going to name it. Uh, so I think it came from that article is what I was reading. Yeah. And I, I guess, so, so Sammy is not, if this was a brand new situation, we would probably say, okay, something happened. But Sammy also had an issue with Eddie Kingston. Now, once again, as it was spoken about, if you're going to go to take a little liberties when you are cutting a promo with somebody in the ring, you also would probably want to give someone a friendly heads up, right? Hey, do you care if I hit on this, hit on that, whatever? And that's kind of expected, the buildup of a match. But 
I feel like sometimes that communication doesn't really happen and a situation happened with Eddie Kingston and Sammy and there was a pie facing situation because evidently Sammy called uh, Eddie Kingston fat and it was like, oh my God, like what do we, what is this? Can we please move on past this? Um, but let me get your take. What, what What's your thoughts on the social media um, sharing of all of these grievances? Do you think that this is something that needs to be another talent meeting and saying, hey, Tony Khan said let's keep this stuff in-house, right? But now, not really so much. We're kind of leaking out the back door now. Just stop. Give it up. You look like a bunch of babies. You know, I'm not happy he hit me too hard, so I'm going to whine, cry, piss, and moan on the internet. Well, would you not be further ahead to go to him but hey, you were a little bit stiff there. You said this, whatever, it hurt my feelings. I need a safe space now. So I'm that bullshit. I think I stop. Just give it up. You all look like clowns. It makes AEW look bad. It's just romper room. You can't do it. You wouldn't do that in a, in a normal job. I can't no. go on Twitter now and put on, you know, I'm pissed off with somebody at work. You know, I wish they'd fucking leave because I'll be the one leaving tomorrow. <laughs> just just stop. It it doesn't benefit nobody. Unless if it's if it is a storyline, that's one thing. But if it is honestly just they're having a little pissing contest, stop. Take care of it behind closed doors. Move on. Agree to disagree. Beat the tar out of each other. Whatever you gotta do to sort it out, but don't do it on Twitter. Instagram, Facebook, whatever. Nobody wins. Yeah, I agree. Um, Rit, what's your take on this? Because like, whenever something happens, I immediately think of, would this have flown in WWE? Like when Vince McMahon, like would this have flown? I'm not necessarily, Triple H wouldn't be the same way now, but I don't think that would fly. I think the old man would lose his shit if you were doing anything that was making the company look bad. Um, what's your take on this? Do you feel like it's what Butt was saying, just, you know, being very juvenile, or do you honestly feel like this is a Tony Khan situation? Like we have to go to the root of all things. You're the principal of this school. If we're using an educational reference, you have to be setting a precedent of what is and what is not acceptable. And if things need to be kept in house, what's your take on this? Well, first thing I think it's ironic. I think it was either today or yesterday, Tony Khan, tweeted out saying that this is the closest and, you know, the most tight-knit work-together locker room, stable locker room that he's had in all 2022. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the timing. So, so you know. Bottle down. So <laughs> it, it, it's just, just fantastic. You know, he tweets that out. And then, you know, the whole Andrade thing. But uh, no, uh, one uh, before I get to the Sammy Guevara Andrade, I'm kind of intrigued about what when is it Dynamite, where he takes on Preston Vance number ten, I, Rampage, Rampage, where that's a match I gotta see because most times it's either one way or the other, you know it's either ah his, his match that's normally how it well, no. Either everybody you win like, and you win, everyone gets a trophy. Everyone's like, Oh, okay, well, Andrade's gotta win. You know, he's gonna unmask, 
But now with all the rumors of Andrade wanting to leave, okay, his career, his you know, he is on the line. Hmm, could could Preston Advance pull off the win now? So that's kind of got me really intrigued there. But uh with him and Sammy, it's like un- unless there's unless there's a storyline behind it, which right now only God knows what storyline and what's shoot, what's a work shoot, because in AEW Heck, you could sit there and say, "Okay, I seen Big Show have uh, have twenty burgers, and you know, I called him, I called him, you know, such and such, and now he's mad at me, and you know, oh wait, is this a work? Oh, you know, what's you don't sit there and know what's going on because Tony sits there and he just likes to hear the name AEW come out of people's mouth, and most of the time it's coming out of people's mouth for a bad reason." No, I I agree. Um, Casey, is this like a situation where we have a we have a person who's in charge? They're a fan, okay. They love wrestling, and it was originally called All Friends Wrestling, right? Because everybody who didn't want to work or who was rejected or snubbed by WWE, almost kind of like when ECW was called the Land of Misfit Toys, we were never given a shot. We all banded together. We came here. But there needs to be some level of continuity, some structure, somebody at the helm, somebody still saying, hey, it can't be so loosey-goosey. Am I am I talking crazy on this? No, I mean, just from our conversation the last time and how I mentioned Big Swole and how she said how loose it was. And that was in 2019 and how she said she didn't like the vibes because it was very loose and there was no structure and there's no real creative team. People just present ideas and Tony just says like, oh, okay. Um, so I think we're starting to see it more ever since all out. I think it's starting to surface more that there isn't any structure. And I don't think there has been any solutions that have provided that structure since the fight and everything that's happened. Um, so we're starting to see it more and more. I think talent's getting frustrated and I think they're getting frustrated with each other. Um, and I can see how that can create a really hostile work environment. If there's no structure and you don't know who's the boss, or, you know, and you don't know what's okay and what's not okay. I feel like that just causes a lot of tension um, between the coworkers. And, and so, yeah, it's, it's just, it's getting really bad and it's, it's not enjoyable to watch or to see happen and unfold on social media. It's awkward. It really yeah. it gives you that awkward feeling. Oh, uh, what am I watching or what am I reading now? Mm-hmm. Okay. For one thing is like, when you when you go to start a business, that bank wants to see your business plan, your your structure that you're building to put in place. And you would think when AEW started, they would have that infrastructure in place. You know, the business plan, okay, five-year plan. You know, this is where we want to be in five years. This is how we're gonna get there. But when I guess when you don't have to go to a bank, you just go to daddy for money. It's completely different because it's a, okay, we're going to work on this as we go. And as we're seeing, you know, three years later, it's not working. It worked okay in the beginning, but now you're starting to get veteran wrestlers to come in who are used to structure and there's no structure WCW all over again. You know, everybody had jumped ship to go over from WWE or WWF at the time to WCW. 
they were they went from okay, this is the structure. You have your agents. Everything runs through Vince to WCW when you didn't know. You know, even Mikey said you never knew who was you know who to go to for anything over there, and that's what I'm believing. You know, is over in AEW right now with Tony Khan. You don't know who you're going. You're, you have to go to for anything, and it's complete chaos. I know a guy that said something similar to that. He's a handsome fella, glasses, big beard, wearing a Brody Lee T-shirt right now in, a, in an orange office. That said, AEW is basically turning into WCW. <laughs> and somebody that happens to be on the same podcast whose screen is right above his disagrees. Wow! Um, I win. I, I'm not saying you're wrong, but I'm not saying you're wrong whatsoever. Because I'm not. Can, you know, can, look, let's, let's get a re, let's get a quick rebuttal for you. Defend yourself. Well, okay. So first of all, I think WCW had been going down for quite some time. They did not have people even backstage outside of Coven Sullivan, who actually was 100 percent on the booking team. It kept changing. You had Kevin Nash. You had Ric Flair. You had so many different people. Um, Oh gosh, I'm trying to remember who else you had. You had Mike Graham on the booking committee. And and there it, there was a lot of turmoil with that. Now, with AEW, you only have one person. So you don't have a booking committee. So it's just all run through Tony. I feel like in some ways it's not quite WCW to where the inmates are making their own creative decisions. I still think they have to go ahead and run them past. But as far as the structure as far as punishment and um I, just following protocol, I feel like it might be something similar to that. But here's the thing that gets me. Pat Buck, right? Pat Buck, Jerry, um, Jim Ross, um, Samoa Joe. You have people. You could put a committee together. You could put a booking committee together. It's not like you don't have anyone. J Jericho as well. Like really people who could say, hey, I've seen X, Y, and Z. How about we transition and we create this booking team? Tony, we can kind of bring you through this process, share what you want, but we can also tell you what we've seen. So it's positioned as we want to support Tony, but also maybe kind of eh, pull the strings back when things become a little crazy. Like, I think that's what Cody, what frustrated Cody was he wanted a little bit more say-so, right? And he's been in the business. You have to trust people who've been there already before and they've walked that road. And I feel like... It might be a little bit of a of a power control thing with Tony. Like, this is mine. This is my baby. This is what I'm doing. But that's why people have advisors, right? Like a, a president, or I'm not using this scenario, but uh, people in charge of a company, they have advisors. They have people who work around them. And you have these people. And I don't understand why they're not being utilized or or promoted to a position now we just recently seen uh tony shivani become like liaison to either christopher daniels or tony himself which is fine but now it's just like hey express your grievances to shivani and then shivani takes a report to tony and lets him know but it's not like you've empowered shivani to handle x y and z so i don't know i just think it's difficult to build a foundation on something that's already in motion. And I think that's, that's where they're at right now, where it's, it's already three years in and mm -hmm. they're set in certain ways. It's really hard to restructure a whole entire promotion 
when it's already three years in and people are used to a certain you know a certain product being produced and we're starting to see it slip because that there was never a strong solid foundation to begin with they built a house on the beaches of florida and then <laughs> and then ian or ian came along how do you pronounce that ian so he yeah. was ian. yeah yeah ian, yeah yeah so <sighs> who knows um i i hope things are going to get better for them but once again i uh i don't know it's it's in ticket sales as well and if you guys have been reading about this you know they say the the litmus test about how strong a company is doing is based upon ticket sales not just television ratings in the 18 to 49 and ticket sales have been very very uh frustrating from aew standpoint and oh, gosh did you see the tweet he put out uh to try to help him get that first million dollar gate i probably did but i don't remember refresh my memory he was giving away something a chair the, the chairs to, to, yeah it was to, like a commemorative chair or something yeah, yeah to, that's right for you know if you help get pushed you know over the million dollar gate sale and i'm like desperate much you but get it you, you get a chair the tickets are crazy because they get the show coming up in toronto uh next month or latter part of this month and i looked into it and decent tickets were like 350 400 you know then they're not good tickets they were Decent tickets, good tickets for you know five six hundred each. Now, where were you wanting to sit ringside? Oh well, I was looking. Well, the ones I priced out for about three three fifty, they were second bowl. Second bowl. Yeah. Whoa. Which is crazy because that's like average for WWE. Like I know I've been to a couple. Like I've been to a Dynamite and we went to Rampage before All Out and like we were like three rows from the ring and i think our tickets were like less than 80 bucks for for that being that close to the ring for rampage so i mean it's crazy that you know they're that expensive because that's like wwe prices like, it was incredible. ridiculous because i yeah. wanted to go me and my wife were gonna go but before it was all said and done we'd be 1500 bucks for tonight wow no, or and better you know hotel three hour drive up to toronto you know, and everything else wouldn't take longer at fifteen hundred bucks. Well, a lot of money. A three-hour tour. You know how those turn out. I'm sitting there looking at uh, AEW Dynamite in Freeland's hometown of Cincinnati. Four seats, camera side, two hundred bucks for row E. That's for not four? that bad. For four seats. For for two seats. Oh, for two on, seats. Yeah, on that's the floor. Not... I'd pay row for that e. in a heartbeat. Yeah. Not bad. Well, it's because, I mean, I don't know how many people really want to come to Cincinnati, but um, yeah, so that's. And and to compare that to, we're going to go extreme rules this Saturday. We're going to go floor seats to a pay-per-view. And we're looking at 484, but that's like fourth row on the floor, camera side. You're holding Ronda Rousey's towel and water. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know we bought our tickets for Royal Rumble since it's in San Antonio. Um, and we're like not even ringside. It's not the second. It's like the second tier. And I think ours were 350 each. And then it's crazy. We were, were row 10 in that section and row two and three within that same section were a thousand. So it's it, the pricing is just all over the place for 
for for WWE pay-per-views. What, what was yeah. it? The SmackDown after Ah, World... she said the PPV word. My See, bad. It's... The, the SmackDown after Royal Rumble when Ronda Rousey came back, my son and, and I went. We were second row in Philadelphia, and I think we paid 184 a piece. And we're we were we were second row uh camera side, you know. Some uh some jerk in a Noah Syndergaard jersey took my uh took the son my son's Miro t-shirt. Miro took it off and threw it to him, and this douchebag reached over and 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 grabbed it. Wow. I was gonna deck him. You should have. Yeah, what a jerk taking something away from a kid. I tell you what. Well, not this kid. Let's let's talk about this really quick because I know we've only got a, a few minutes left in this in this segment. Um, in case you talked about Extreme Rules and how you're excited about it, so let me just kind of go down the card here. And since we were talking about you know tickets and prices, so this is the official card for Extreme Rules. Obviously, um, Monday Night Raw was the go home show. Friday will be the go home for SmackDown. Uh, the Brawling Brutes versus the Imperium, a six man uh, tag team, old fashioned Donnie Brook match is what they're calling it. Um, I'm not really quite sure, uh, about this match. I think it's interesting. Edge takes on Finn Balor in an I quit match. Drew McIntyre takes on Karrion Cross in a strap match. Matt Riddle versus Seth freaking Rollins inside the pit with special guest referee, Daniel Cormier. Raw women's championship. Bianca Belair takes on Bailey in a ladder match gimmicks. Um, SmackDown women's champion Liv Morgan takes on Ronda Rousey in an extreme rules match. So let me ask you this, Casey. Which one of these do you feel like is, is really going to steal the show? Which match are you most looking forward to? That's going to be so difficult. Uh, I want. I'm really excited to see. I've never seen one of the pit, uh, the fight pits. I've never seen mm-hmm. one of those. Um, so I'm really excited to see that one. Um, honestly, I feel like Bianca and Bailey are really going to give it their all because it's the very first women's ladder match ever uh for for like a women's champion so so they were saying that on monday and how it's a big deal like it's they're making history and i feel like when they when they do that i feel like they put that kind of pressure on themselves to to really produce uh, a really great match so i feel like that one's gonna be the one to watch for me but i think all i mean all of the cards i love that there's a stipulation for every single one like it's finally an extreme rule um, where we get to see those different stipulations for each one. So, yeah, that's my choice. It should be good. Um, we are going to take a break before we head into our second segment. But with that being said, before we say our fairly wells, Casey, please tell everyone where they can find you on social media, where they can follow you, all the good details, uh, cosplay, the whole nine yards. You've helped me out recently with uh, with the cosplay because I'm trying to put something together. So the floor is yours and tell everybody all your details. Awesome. Yes, I'm so excited. I'm currently working on a big project. So you can follow my progress on um, Instagram at Over the Moonsault, as well as TikTok on Over the Moonsault. I like to put progress videos on there. And then if you want to follow me on Twitter, I usually just retweet a lot of wrestling content. um, And that's OT Moonsault. So you can follow me on all of those platforms. Perfect, perfect, perfect. We will let you go. We know you are busy. You are uh, on assignment. Uh, so we will let you rock and roll. Thank you so much for joining us in uh, in hour number one. Yes, thank you all. It was great to see you again. Y'all have fun with the second half. <laughs> we definitely will. Thanks, Richter. Casey. Thank you, Casey. Have a good night. Yeah, thank you. Bye. 
Ritster, I want to throw something out at you here because. Well, we, hold on a minute. As soon as she leaves, and their ratings went down. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so did the IQ. Oh, I did. It's just the three of us knuckleheads here. Um, we're taking a breather here, but we're, we're still going to stay on the Extreme Rules uh, okay. pay-per-view or Extreme uh, Premium Live event. I can't we'll be get right my back words. after this commercial break, guys. Don't, don't go anywhere. We'll be back. I uh, just got done with hour number one. Very, very enjoyable. Once again, if you miss any of this, you can catch us on the replay, uh, which will be airing immediately after we go off the air tonight. And the audio version will be hosted this upcoming Friday. You can get that anywhere you find your major podcasts. Also, you can follow MLW on Twitter, and you can also get the link to our shows there as well. So when we left, we were talking about extreme rules. And as far as extreme rules, um, we were talking about the interesting match that's going to be happening with Matt Riddle and Seth Rollins inside the, the fight pit. Now, gentlemen, you guys are much like me, uh, old school aficionados. I'm going to go to the butt. Is this like the Lions Den match that we saw way back when in WWF? Uh, I think that's kind of the gimmick they're going with. Uh, you got uh, DC, Daniel Cormier in there. Uh, basically, Dan Severn did. I believe it was. Was it not? Was the referee? Correct. So I, I think that's the gimmick they're going with. Um, it's, I don't know. In theory, in real life, Riddle should throttle him. I mean, Absolutely. He He's a, a trained UFC, UFC fighter. fighter. Yes, correct. Right? No, I mean, it's wrestling and whatnot. I don't know. I'm curious about it. I think the whole card, I, I have not really been following it. But I know um, just from listening to you there, there's a lot of really interesting matches on it. I'm going to try to tune in. Yeah, I think it's gonna. I think it's gonna be good. I went ahead and put in the private chat the link to the card itself. If you guys want to jump in and take a take a peek at that, but I think the the inside the fight pit um, is going to be really good. I think anytime you can bring in somebody from outside of wrestling into the world of wrestling, uh, Triple H was giving an interview and he was talking about how Dwight Howard, uh, he's a free agent, most recently played with the Lakers, but he came down to Nashville during SummerSlam weekend and he did a tryout and he did cut some promos and obviously he's athletic because he's a pro athlete. And basically what Triple H was saying is anytime we can get somebody from another sport to come into our business, it just legitimizes us even more that people want to be a part of it, such as Daniel Cormier. I mean, that's a big deal right there. I mean, bringing him in big commentator on UFC with Joe Rogan, obviously, you know, we've seen, Rob Gronkowski coming in as well. We really don't know what the situation with that is because I think that's kind of uh, on hiatus right now. But yeah, I mean, I think it, it definitely brings more eyeballs to the product. And that women's match, as Casey was mentioning in our, our first segment, you know, Bianca Belair and Bailey in the first ever ladders match, you're, this is going to be the uh, Razor um, Ramon versus uh, Shawn Michaels, in my opinion. I, I think this is going to be good. Very, very good. It's if it's half as good as what that match was, there's your match of the night right there. No, I agree with you completely. I think because this is a historic match, and because both women are phenomenal in the ring, um, I think this very well could steal the show, and this could be a, a big, big moment for both ladies. My only worry is these matches, as we know, 
any stipulation match gets risky injuries you fall the wrong way something happens and you can tear a knee an acl mm -hmm. chris statlander just recently got injured she's on the shelf for a while and she was about to get a major push in aew so one of those deals where i'm excited but i'm also uh, a little nervous because i don't want to see anybody get hurt when the match ends Oh, because without a shadow of a doubt, Bianca and Bailey are going to push that envelope because they want to be always remembered as the first. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, think about the first female match in they had in, uh, was it Riyadh uh, back in? Yes. Yeah, with the, was, it the, was it the very first crown jewel or was it the no, second? No, it's the second crown second jewel. One. Second crown jewel. It was Natty Neidhart, and she took on. Was it Sasha? I'm trying to think uh, here. Um, um. Oh my gosh! Oh God Almighty! She's the she's the military lady. Um. Lacey. Lacey wasn't that. Natty uh, and Lacey. I'm gonna. I think you're right. Um, but I'm just going to confirm that. But sit there and uh, let's just go through the card. Yeah, let's go through that. Uh, so, Ritster, uh, let's well, let's take a look at this. If everybody's got it pulled up. So um, let's go. Let's go right here and start off with the, the, the six man brawling brutes versus the Imperium six man tag team. Good old fashioned Donnybrook match. I think this has got studs galore in it. Would you agree with that, bud? Well, for sure. And you know who's probably the one that's going to steal it? Dunn. I like him. He doesn't get nearly the, the rub he should. He's fantastic. Is he still being referred to as uh, Butch? Butch, yes. Yeah. Eh. Uh, not so much. No, that, that should not have happened. But um, the Imperium is amazing. And a guy who's really over more so now than I have seen in many years is Sheamus. And it's like, people don't realize, but Sheamus has been in the company for a very long time. Mm -hmm. A very, very long time. What, Former, uh, what, Royal Rumble winner? Yes. Former Money in the Bank. So, man, he's he, he's done it all. Um, uh, but, but He carried Cesaro for... Quite a while when they were a tag team and everything. Come on, man! Really? Yep, really. The, 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 Scissor the, that, daddy ass. Oh, wow! <laughs> wow! Look at that. <laughs> By the way, Butt is on a roll. He was correct yet again. The first ever female match that happened in Riyadh was Natalia when she defeated Lacey Evans in a historic match back in 2019. Butt's on a roll here. Man. I mean. Doesn't happen often. I'm gonna ride this as long as I can. <laughs> well, but we're gonna we're gonna take it to the butt. Who do you nope. see winning this match? Oh, it'll be Imperium. Uh, it's Gunther. Is why they're because they they want to push him to the moon. He's the one they're gonna try to make the biggest star out of. Uh, Dunn unfortunately doesn't get the respect he gets. Sheamus doesn't need it. He's already a star. He doesn't need a rub. So it'll be Imperium with, with Gunther, Walter, whatever his name is by then. Freeland, what That's about you? Um, well, I mean, here's the big thing. You're trying to find out who you're ultimately going to build up 
to potentially dethrone Roman Reigns, right? I mean, so that's that's basically where they're going in the direction. I think Imperium, because they want to really build that up, I'm going to have to agree with Bud on this one. And I also think Gunther is going to be the person who ultimately steps out and is the one who takes down uh, Roman Reigns. And I think you're going to see a feud start up with Imperium and uh, the Bloodline, where don't be surprised if Imperium ends up taking all the titles. Um, I love what they're doing with Sheamus right now. The man is rightfully uh, deserving of a push. He's been doing amazing right now. I think Butch, uh, whatever you want to refer to him as, is a great wrestler as well. But they don't necessarily need it as much as you need to build up the Imperium. It's always future, future, future. You got to keep looking in that direction. Um, and I think right now they're gonna they're gonna be given the nod. Hey, I couldn't have said it better myself. Clean sweep across the board. Imperium is going to go over. And I've, I've been saying this for a while now. Man, he, I'm still calling him Walter. Gunther, yeah. But he is going to be the person that's going to give Roman a clear shot and run for his money. Yeah, I think it's going to happen. I think... Well, think about it from this perspective. Roman also is probably going to want to have um, some time to explore other options. I mean, look at the things Batista has done. Look mm-hmm. at the things John Cena has done. He's got that. Is it Jason Momoa? He's mm-hmm. he's got that kind of look. He's a good looking dude. I think he will do very very well. Long shot. What would you guys think of Sami Zayn's the one that dethroned Roman? I would love that. Not going to happen, but I would love it. I just think Sammy's way too goofy. I, I put him in the in the character uh, in the category of not the bushwhackers because obviously he's not just one hundred percent comedy. He's not Danhausen. He's not Orange Cassidy, but he's just very goofy. Like if he, and that's his appeal too. I mean, I mean, he's got a great personality. I just don't see him being the guy. If that makes sense, I just don't see an audience getting behind. Him now, I could be completely wrong, but I think he's ridiculously talented. But he just always plays that kind of stooge character, if that makes sense. Okay, could you sit there and see him not take the title, but say, you know, Royal Rumbleish, you know, maybe somewhere along those lines, you know, The Rock, say he comes back and kind of like lays out Roman throws Sammy on top for a pinfall just to get just get a cheap victory you know would that sit there and set something else you know up but they wouldn't they wouldn't do that I'd love to see Sammy do it they wouldn't Sammy's a bit character unfortunately I like Sammy he's a great workhorse too oh he is for sure that's but he'll never be your champion my, yeah. He would be a great Intercontinental Champion, something like that, but he'll never be your 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 world champion. I could not have said it better. I agree. Next up, I quit match. Edge and Finn Balor. Good match. Freeland, we'll st- let's, let's start with you. Uh, I, I Here's my thoughts. I think Edge is on his way out. I think they're definitely going to take care of him on his way out. But there's already been internal uh, rumblings that I've read that they really have a lot of plans for Finn Balor. 
I feel like this could be a very historic, very career-moving victory for Finn Balor. I think there's going to be cheating involved, absolutely, um, with Judgment Day. But I think Finn Balor gets the win, and I think he gets edged to utter the words, I quit. And I think then this will then ultimately lead to them at Hell in a Cell, where really anything goes at that point in time. I think Edge may get a, a rebound win at that point. But this could be a real defining moment for Finn Balor. And from everything we're hearing right now with Triple H, they are high on him. So you know what? I think they're going to push him pretty hard on that. I go well, Finn Balor. Well, well, he was the the go-to, the, the first ever you know, universal champion. It just took one small set setback, and Vince was done with him. And he never and he never got that momentum back at all. But this could, this could be his his second shot at redemption, if uh, if that makes sense. Uh, but what was your take on this? It'll probably be Balor. Uh, I want to see Edge win. I'm not, I'm a fan of Edge. No, it's not a Canadian thing. I just think Edge is very entertaining. Been around forever. His matches are always top notch, right? But, yeah, he's a little long in the tooth. We all know he doesn't have much time left in him. So, yeah, I'll probably use him to to get the ball rolling for Finn Balor. You're, yeah, you're probably onto something. Once again, straight across the board, Finn Balor is going to go over. Like Freeland said, I think he's going to have some judgment day interference, which will lead to Helen Estelle to try to keep Judgment Day out of the match. You know, Edge gets some retribution. I have no idea what crazy stunt they could sit there and try to pull on Hell in a Cell. But that would sell the pay-per-view itself. I agree. But once again, us three straight across the board. Triple threat right there. A match we really didn't talk about too much. Drew McIntyre versus Karrion Cross. And a strap match. But we'll start off with you first. I'll let you take the lead on this. Uh, I, I love the the strap match stipulation. I think it's fantastic. A little bit of a throwback. Uh, it'll be Drew. Uh, they're still going to be pushing him. Karrion's coming back. Karrion's fantastic. But Drew's going to get the rub on that. Just from a, a, a business standpoint, that's who's going to get it. I'd love to see Kerry and Wendell, be honest with you, but it'll be true. Okay, here's my thoughts. So, so uh, correct me if I'm wrong. When it comes to these strap matches, they're strapped at the wrist, but they also have to hit all four turnbuckles, correct? Correct. Correct. All right. So no one is taking a shameful pinfall, meaning no yeah. one really has to take the fall. It's one mm -hmm. of those matches where you can win it, but you technically didn't beat the guy, so that could be the person's alibi oh but you never pinned me etc etc correct my thought is you didn't bring carrying cross in for no reason you brought carrying cross in and clearly there's got to be something behind it remember they they squashed uh carrying cross when he came up from nxt to jeff hardy now he's back again he's finally being showcased a certain way i don't think it hurts drew mcintyre at all I think it definitely sheds a little bit more credibility to the brute that is carrying cross. It definitely packages he and Scarlet in a really good light. 
I definitely think it's going to be a very brutal match. We're going to see a lot of lashings on each other's backs. But I think at the end of the day, Triple H is going to do um, what Vince should have done, and that was really position Karrion Cross better. So I'm going with Karrion Cross on this one. Ooh, first time divided. Man, I'm going to have to go with butt. Drew is going to win. It, these strap matches always come down to that last corner. You know, I, I sit there and, and, and think that, you know, it's going to be one of those things where one's dragging the other one just like it always is. They don't know that they're tagging the, the turnbuckle right behind them. And maybe Drew is almost getting ready to hit the last one. And, you know, Scarlet goes and does one of those fireballs, misses, hits her husband in the face, something, and Drew just comes out with a victory. And and like Freeland said, I don't think it's going to hurt carrying, you know, no pin, no shoulders were touching the mat. So I'm going to go with Drew. So, so at the end of the day, God, this is terrible. At the end of the day, it is Scarlet putting the balls in the face of Carrion, uh, even though they are fire uh, instead of the other way around. So, wow. Speaking wow. of balls in the face, like a child. <laughs> uh, hey, come on. You got to give me a few. Matt, um, <laughs> Matt Riddle <laughs> versus Seth freaking Rollins with special guest referee DC. I love this match. It, this match is going to sit there and show Seth is a complete person that can help put over anybody. I don't like them bringing in DC. You have two former amazing UFC talents. With You could have brought Ken Shamrock in. You know? A, a lot of people are on the internet trying to push for WWE to put him in the Hall of Fame. You could have brought Dan Severn in. He, he, he refereed the first one. He's got experience with it. But man... I, I thought DC was kind of a letdown. They a used to bit. both train at the same camp. Riddle and DC did with um, American Top Team. So I'm sure that's probably the connection. The, now, does DC have, have wrestling experience also? Well, the real wrestling. Professional wrestling? or Yeah, professional wrestling. Sports entertainment. No. no. But, but well, real, he was, real, he was an real wrestling. Alternate and... Oh, uh, uh, say, they could be sitting there and setting this up to, to maybe you know DC cost him a match. You know, he here. I don't know. My my personal feelings on this is Seth Rollins, as we said, is so good at what he does. There's so many things that he does that gets talent over. Even he gets over, and it doesn't. You forget that he necessarily lost because mm -hmm. he looks that good in the process. I think what they're trying to do now is they're trying to capitalize on Riddle once again. They're they're going with man. We had all these people that were supposed to be our future. Now they're not old, but they're middle of the way through their career, and we we should use them right now before time is expired. Because we've had this conversation, you know, how WWE does not create stars, right? Well, they just don't. They haven't created stars in a long time. Well, I think that's what the Triple H regime really wants to change this time. And I think they're going to go with Matt Riddle. Um, I don't know if there's necessarily going to be like a, 
a Cormier riddle type of, you know, inside job to, to screw over Seth, but don't be surprised if Seth Rollins comes out, you know, before the pay-per-view starts and says something to diminish UFC or something to that matter, and maybe gets into it with DC, which then ends up leading to riddle getting the victory, which then can continue their feud. But right now I say that it's going to be highly entertaining, but Matt Riddle's going to come out on top. Well, wasn't Riddle one of the uh, guys that they were throwing their name out last Royal Rumble to actually win the whole thing? They were. He was definitely one of the people that was contended that was discussed about it. Yep. So, hey, I got to go with you. I got to stick with Matt Riddle. I would love to see him win this year's Royal Rumble to go on and have that WrestleMania moment. Well, okay, let's talk about that for a second. So, but let me ask you this. Matt Riddle, can you see legitimately Matt Riddle dethroning um, Roman Reigns? No. You don't think so? Zero chance. Okay, Rit, let me ask you this. Same question. Do we think that Matt Riddle could ever have enough uh, push behind him to dethrone Roman Reigns? I think I think so, and we're going to see it as Survivor Series, I think. we got to start turning our attention to who's going to take Roman down. So we, we agree Gunther could definitely do it. I think he'd, wow, I think it would be great. Um, it would be a very brute match. I, I personally think Matt Riddle could be positioned in that way, that he could do that. It, who else do we think right now is on the roster that could give Roman a run for his money if uh, push came to shove? Hands down, Finn Balor and Judgment Day. You, you, could, you could easily pair him off, you know, Damian Priestley, Dominic, going against the Usos, Rhea Ripley, and uh, Sami Zayn. I, I, I think I would watch that match all day. I will agree, agree with you. I really like Damian Priest a lot. He has that look. He has the voice, the swagger, all that kind of stuff. I think if they got behind him, he definitely could. I feel like in some ways, Karrion Cross. If enough time was built into it, he could potentially get to that point. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's going to be a big question of who do we think is going to go over when it comes to Roman dropping either one or both titles. But in this match, um, I, I got to go with Matt Riddle. I think he's in his element. I think uh, Seth's going to run his mouth, and that's going to it's going to cost him in the end. But what about you? Uh, it'll, it'll be Riddle's win. Uh, but just to get back to uh, the last question, uh, somebody could build to the throne, dethrone Roman. I think you guys missed a perfect person that could do it. Otis. Otis for the world champion. They're missing, they're missing the boat on that one. Are you being silly or are you being serious? No, oh, I'm being completely foolish. Okay. No, I, was like, I, mean, I, I love Otis. We know that, but no, that's not. I, he's mad. more for He's strong. I mean, he he definitely is just as strong, if not stronger, than Roman Reigns. I think we all would agree with that. Um, He's very entertaining. I just don't know if he's been typecasted as being funny. You know what I mean? I feel like some people get typecasted, and I feel like that's kind of at their disadvantage. Um, And it's a shame sometimes that people get typecasted. Well, I, I know we're talking about extreme rules. But Survivor Series is right around the corner. And they're, br- and they're bringing War Games back. War Games, the match beyond. 
depending on how that goes, because Triple H said he wants to go a Raw versus SmackDown. Do you know the 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 matchups we could have? Roman Reigns and Bobby Lashley facing off face to face. You know, uh, Roman Reigns and Matt Riddle, Matt Riddle and Drew McIntyre. The the possibilities for that are endless. I, I will sit there and buy the pay per view just to just the on that match alone. Endless. Well, okay, think about it for just the sake of uh, experimental purposes, right? Bringing back a traditional Survivor Series is almost the office's way of seeing when two different guys tag in, what kind of chemistry is there? Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like, hmm, this would be really interesting. And then you could continue that into Royal Rumble, where if you started something at Survivor Series, you could continue the beef on who throws who out at Royal Rumble. Then that ultimately leads us to WrestleMania, where that's how you would string something out, in my opinion, mm-hmm. for long-term booking. Um, I think this is going to position itself great. If they do that um, Raw versus SmackDown, you definitely are in the laboratory with the lab coat on and mixing this wrestler with that wrestler and what works well and um, obviously they're planning WrestleMania right now. I mean, if they mm-hmm. haven't already started. So I think it's going to be, I, I think Survivor Series is going to be really, really good. Do you think in SummerSlam, once Triple H took over the night after SummerSlam, he hit the reset button and said, this is my road to WrestleMania? Yes. 100%. Unequivocally. So let's go to the next paper. And here we go. The Raw Women's Championship ladder match. Bianca Belair, the EST, taking on Bailey. But let's start off with you. Well, Bianca's going to win. Going to be a fantastic match. Both of them can't miss talent. Uh, It'll be be Bianca. I mean, there's still lots of life in her as being champion. And I think the match... It's going to be so solid. It's not like Bailey losing is going to take anything away from her. She'll still be exactly what she is now, right? Just as well, she's basically a Karen, right? And she's, you know, it'll be fantastic, right? It's going to be a great match, but it's definitely going to be Bianca Belair's match. It's hers to lose. I'm agreeing with you. I, I, I think in Freeland is seeing the trend here also. This is the established star putting over the up and coming star pay per view, where you're you're working on the future. And I sit there and see Bailey putting over Bianca, and I I just I just see her athleticism. Like a Shelton Benjamin esque ladder match, where she's going to wow. do, try that one big thing. No one's going to think that she can do it, and it's going to work. Put Bailey away, and she will continue to be the Raw Women's Champion. I'm going to have to go against the grain on both you. I I'm going to say Bailey comes out on top here. Bailey recently, I mean, obviously she's a heel right now, but she's wickedly over with Iro Shirai. Um, and gosh, why am I blanking here? Um, 
Dakota Kai. Dakota Kai. I, I think they put those women together to form a stable. I think it's just in the infancy of that stable. Bailey turning heel. I think something heelish is going to happen. She's going to steal the title. And once again, how much or how many times have we seen it before where it's the chase of the championship? It's that redemption story. It's that I want to get my revenge back out on somebody. I could see this being played out ultimately leading to a rematch at WrestleMania where once again, Bianca Belair is uh, the champion of the Raw women's brand. But I think this gets strung out over a couple of pay-per-views. You get some good mileage out of this. Bailey is really good at being a heel right now. I think with the character change, I mean, she went against Izzy. Uh, and she's a 12-year-old uh, podcaster, and she's always at the media scrums asking questions. She recently went against her. So right now, I feel like you got that that seed being planted for a women's faction that is we haven't seen since the four horsewomen. And we really didn't even get to see a whole heck of a lot of that back in NXT because so many people went their, went their separate ways. Maria uh, Shavir went her own way. Jessamine Dukes went her own way. You know, we ultimately saw um, Charlotte Flair. She obviously came up to the, to the brand later on. We saw um, Sheena Baszler, so a lot of things have changed, but this is going to be the woman's uh, faction that I think is going to happen. She's going to be heelish. Something is going to happen. She's going to steal the championship, but then we're going to see the momentum get behind um, Bianca Belair, and it's always the chase that makes things interesting, and she's going to chase her all the way to WrestleMania before she gets that victory. Hey, I can see that, but I, for some reason, I, I, I just think that, that – it's going to be Bianca's time. And speaking of time, I'm really, really hoping Lib's time is up. Because we we touched base this last week. If she beats Ronda, she beats Shayna. And who's going to beat her? No one. You've you, you got two of the oh. baddest women on the pay-per-view in the company. And you can't have Liv beat them both. No, that doesn't make it doesn't make sense. Um, we talked about this before. I mean, Liv is what I would call a feel good story, right? She's been with the company for a while. She was looked at as just the eye candy. Then she was given a little bit more of a leash. She was given a push. They put the title on her. I feel like in some ways she she ultimately turns into. Um, you know how we say the title can make the person or the person can make the title? Mm -hmm. Well, they were really hoping that the title would make Liv Morgan. Unfortunately, it didn't work out because there has to be an equal relationship, right? You have to grow as you are the champion. Mm -hmm. That's why they put the title on you so you have more experience. You get to work with more experienced people. I just don't see that we've seen that evolution in Liv Morgan to the point where we can say, okay, this was her coming out match. Like She really, really took a step forward. And I think they're kind of getting to the end of their leash with her right now. And, and like Ritz said, you can't have her beat um, Ronda Rousey. Can't have her definitely beat Shayna. But it, it just doesn't make sense. Were you going to put her eventually against who? Uh, Charlotte Flair? Charlotte. No. you're Like, that doesn't make sense. So, like, the list of people who are in the future 
are not going to be matches that people are going to want to tune into when it comes to her. Once again, that's just my opinion. I think they're going to put the belt back on Ronda because at least Ronda can draw some eyes and get some attention. And I think you'll see Liv kind of slowly slide back into being more of a mid-card person. That's my take. But what about you? This pains me to say, but I agree with Mike 100%. Yeah, yeah. Soak it up, bud. No, you're, you're, you're right. No, all, all joking aside, you're right. I mean, you just can't keep going. Um, Liz lives not over. People aren't drinking the Kool-Aid. If you have her just going over against everybody, then it just makes the whole division look weaker. Yeah, they're definitely going to put the strap on Ronda, and it will draw some more attention, and it gives you more opportunities for, for challengers, for feuds, whatever, so on and so forth. That's what's going to happen. Anybody can see that coming a mile away. One thing that disappoints me is there is two championships that are not on here besides, of course, Romans. One is your women's tag champs. Mm -hmm. That was one, or if not the main reason, Sasha and Naomi walked out because they don't do nothing with them. Correct. So you don't sit there and give them a rematch. You don't, you know, showcase those titles like you should. And then you wonder why you get disgruntled employees. And another championship is Bobby Lashley. The U.S. title. I was just about to say that. Absolutely. And, and with it, you have extreme rules. Man, okay. Free, uh, Seth Rollins and... Uh, Matt Riddle? Matt Riddle. Going to be a great solid match. But couldn't you have built up a little bit better? Maybe had Riddle go against Lashley, who both competitors have MMA experience. Well, like, wasn't wasn't that the whole concept when they were trying to get Bobby Lashley and Brock Lesnar together? Because they were both big brutes. They were both MMA guys. Wouldn't it be a battle of whatever? But once again, we saw a little bit of that, Rit, mm -hmm. when they tried to bring in, um, oh gosh, Kane Velasquez, right? Mm -hmm. They brought in Kane Velasquez, and that completely shit the bed. I but, mean, but, but that's Kane well, Velasquez, you know. But and he also fell apart too. That was his. This, he was. This I mean, is true. Kane's been beat up for a lot of years. You know, collegiate wrestling, MMA. I mean, he's he's not even that old, but he's very injury prone. That was one of his big knocks in the UFC. That's why he's getting released. Good point. I would agree with that. But, man, it, as Oops. soon as you had Bobby Lashley come back and his first feud wasn't against Brock Lesnar, you, you lost all the momentum there, in my opinion. Well, there is some speculation that Brock Lesnar uh, would somehow come back and maybe do a face-to-face -face with Daniel Cormier, something like that, um, to maybe build something up, maybe for a WrestleMania. Once again, I don't know how likely that would be 
um, to get mm-hmm. Daniel Cormier ready to be in the ring. I mean, yes, he's a great athlete, and yes, he probably would take to it like a fish to water. That's not the point. The point is, though, it's showmanship. It's entertainment, right? This is a big deal, and to get him ready might be too fast. Maybe I'm completely wrong. Maybe he doesn't need as much time to get ready to do something like that. But there is that rumor that's floating out right there that, you know, bring Brock in, have a UFC situation. Remember they had the shoving match in the cage when Mm -hmm. Cormier won both belts and Mm -hmm. all of a sudden he called out Brock's name and Cormier wanted to have the match with Brock before he turned 40. And that was the clock, right? The clock was ticking and the match never got to end up happening. Well, what better way to have it in a scripted event where both guys could look great, have it on the grandest stage of them all, WrestleMania, the buildup would be in sick. Great, just with UFC people coming in and commentating, mm-hmm. bringing uh, Joe Rogan to be on the on the commentating desk, I think it would be good. Oh, it, it'll be a, a spectacle right there. That, that's, that is what Triple H, I think, needs for his first WrestleMania. A throwback to the first WrestleMania. You get, you, you get a, some, some singers in there. You know, you, you get you get some big time actors. You get all the eyes on what you want your regime because his first WrestleMania is going to be it's going to be going down in history as make or break for Triple H and his regime. I think he's gonna he's he's gonna far exceed any expectations in my opinion. I think the company is such in a good position right now creatively and business wise. Stephanie knows the business because she's been in it since she was. Uh, a, a young what 10 12 year old girl and mm-hmm. when she was modeling for the wwf magazine and then obviously she's been around it her whole life she has the mind for it um mm-hmm. triple h from a creative standpoint the company is going to do huge business i mean it's going to be like i said watch out the big boom is happening the big boom is coming again and uh, i think we're all going to be uh, lucky enough to see uh the triple h generation you're right. You're right on the money. I I hope he doesn't go with what Rich said, bringing in the musical acts and uh, the actors and all that stuff. That doesn't do it for me. I don't want to see it go back to that. It's kind of fooey for me. Just stick to the wrestling. Good storylines, some good matches. I think that's where you'd be better off. I think it's interesting where... When we talk about wrestling, and, and obviously AEW is using the storyline, sports entertainers versus wrestlers, right? And the, the big situation is Daniel Garcia. He's having to make a decision. He's torn. You know, Jericho is his mentor, but Daniel Bryan is his, um, or Brian Daniel, whatever he's called, is, um, is his idol. But when we think about this, you, you're right. You really do need to get back to the basics. You need to get back to wrestling. Um, this would never happen, but I would love it if it went back to being the World Wrestling Federation. Like, if if Triple H made an announcement like that, oh my God, I would geek out. If Triple H brought back the Winged Eagle, I would mark out like you wouldn't believe. Um, but once again, it's wrestling versus sports entertainment. I do agree with, but I think you want to get back to that. I'm not against people like Bad Bunny. I'm not against people like Logan Paul. But Vince made a comment after he would bring in people like, um, oh my gosh, who did he bring in that one Snooki. WrestleMania? 
Pam, well, Pamela Anderson he would bring in um, that was on the arm of Diesel, and then there was Jenny McCarthy, and then there was all these other people, the Bud Light Catfight Girls or Miller Light or whatever the hell it was. And he said, no, our stars are strong enough. We don't need to be propped up by other people. And I think right now is the perfect example. Use these people for who they are. Utilize them in the way they are because they are good enough. They don't need to be propped up by anybody else. Um, but if you want to do like a little musical thing like, um, you know, before the show or whatever like that, I, I have nothing against that. But let's let's stick with the uh, let's stick with the, the in ring work. No, I can sit there and see, see what you're saying. Uh, I, I meant more along the lines of possibly uh, like, say, Sasha comes back. Let let Snoop sit there and, you know, have her come down the aisle again. You know, something that collaborates and makes sense. I could absolutely see that because they are family. It does make sense. Snoop is in the WWE universe. So is Sasha. It just makes sense to put them together. I agree with that one 100%. So let's, 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 let's take a little sidebar here. This whole Sasha Banks, Naomi thing. You know, we thought this was just as good as a done deal. Many people in the wrestling world, depending on who you want to believe, dirt sheet writers or whatever, say, yes, it is a done deal. There is no reason to question it. But should we? Should we question it at this point? And the only reason I say this is because when is this going to supposedly happen? When is this going to be? So it's, it hasn't happened on Raw SmackDown. Obviously, it could happen on Extreme Rules. But to me, that doesn't sound like it would be the right one. If they're going to bring them back, the best place to be would be the Royal Rumble, because the Royal Rumble is when you have people come out that you might not have expected to see come out, right? Do we still think both women, I'm going to ask this to Butt, are both women definitely coming back in the fold? Until they announce it, I'll say no. Until they're on Monday night or Friday night or an event, I'll say no. We've had this discussion before. you got to take what the dirt sheet writers say with a grain of salt. Yeah, WWE hasn't said it. Uh, Naomi and Sasha haven't come out and said it that I know of anyhow. It's just rumor. So until something is official or you hear it from somebody that has significant value, no, I'll say it's not a done deal yet. I'm going to have to go the opposite because on WWE.com, both Sasha and Naomi are on the roster. So, well, guess it, I'm it, an asshole. Fair enough. All right. I, I, no, not no, not necessarily. <laughs> no, no, I didn't know. I had no uh, idea. I, I had no idea either but, that they and, were and internally. As soon, as soon as it was reported that they were done deals to come back, they were the next day they were added on to the roster. Unless unless WWE is throwing the curveball out there, but uh, man, it, any, anything's possible. And I was in a discussion with somebody. That would be if you want to talk about forbidden doors, and we're talking about Royal Rumble. My one friend said, "What would happen if the true forbidden door opened?" And don't say Kenny Omega or the Bucks. No, and Tony uh, Khan allowed MJF to enter the Royal Rumble to do a complete crossover. That'd be that'd be crazy. Like, That's 
Wow. What happens if he won the Rumble? What happens if he wins the Rumble <laughs> and he's the AEW World Champion? You know how many eyes Tony Khan could get on AEW then? That would be crazy. I'd love to see it. That would Has be... anything like that ever happened? Mickey Mine James is the closest. Yeah, that's all I yeah. know. But that would be epic. We went down the rabbit hole, no pun intended. And we were, you know, we were just shooting ideas back and forth. And he's like, "What happens if Tony Khan would tell MJF he's allowed to, to go ahead get a hold of Cody? It's only going to make my company better." And he enters the Royal Rumble. Man, if his entrance song would hit, that place would erupt. It, yep. it or the place would go quiet. Like, who's this guy? No, there's no, no. way. No, there's no. no, there, no not, you remember when they when WWF brought in the WCW guys and people are like, who are these dudes? Right. That was definitely no. MJF is a crossover universal guy that people absolutely. No. Could you picture this? You know me, Freeland. I, I love to paint a picture. Paint me a Picasso. Cody Rhodes is in the ring. Cody. Oh. Eliminates. Eliminates whoever else is in the ring. And all of a sudden, three, two, one, burn. The crowd erupts. Cody turns around, shocked. And there he is, old MJF. That'd be crazy. That'd be unheard of. Ooh. The pop would be just bananas. Goosebumps. Goosebumps. Man. Tony, book it, Tony. Book it. Anything's possible in the world of wrestling. And once again, I will use the phrase, whatever's best for business. But I will say this. I know that Tony Khan is uh, a little, his feathers are ruffled with the way that Nick Khan has handled business and tampering and whatnot. And the fact that it's allegedly that Triple H has reached out to other um, stars under contract with AEW. That relationship would have to be severely smoothed out. Um, but if it was beneficial to both sides, I could definitely see something like that potentially. Um, but I, I don't know if that's going to happen for, for quite some time. So, um, by, by the way, I don't know if I told you guys this, but this was really interesting. I was having a discussion with my wife. This is legit. This is no, you know, she, we were talking about names, right? And I threw this out and I was like, eh, whatever. What about Maxwell? Jacob Freeland and she loves the concept of Maxwell Jacob and I was like what so literally there is the potential there is the potential that after she squeezes that last push I'm going to be playing a commercial <laughs> an advertisement <laughs> One more contraction. <laughs> Push it! Have a little scarf for the little baby. Oh! The cigars are lit up. So, anyway. So, we have, we really have decided we really like the name McKenna. Um, obviously, Mike, Megan, Freeland, McKenna, Freeland. Um, however... <laughs> wait, 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 wait. McKenna Jasmine 
No, I was going to say Freeland. Staying, staying with the MJF. Ah, oh, yeah, absolutely. What do we think? Oh, seriously, as my friend, why are you saying? Uh, I can see the Ritz going to go to bed tonight. He's going to talk to his wife before they go to sleep, and he, he's going to say, you know, I knew this guy. I've known this guy for many years now, and, you know, I'm happy for this life moment, but then he has to completely screw it up with adding wrestling to it. No, um, no I, I actually thought it was going to be Kenneth. That I could see. Kenneth Omega Freeland. Oh, man. Kenny. Oh, my gosh. Just because it's the last one. It's the last one. That's it. Show's over. If it's if it's McKenna, uh, McKenna Jasmine, or, or whatever a J would be, um, that's it then. Me right here, last the Mohicans. That's it. Once it's done. It's officially done. There will be no more Freelands on the face of this earth that are I, that are connected to me. I don't know. I, I kind of, I don't. I was kind of, you know, fond of Joshua Christopher. Joshua Christopher is a good name too. That is a really good one. Well, you kind of think Christopher is stands for Christ Bearer. Yes, and Joshua stands for High and Mighty. Pennsylvanian for Jackoff. <laughs> oh, I mean, it works out well. God. <laughs> I thought you were going to legitimately have a moment. No, it's not going to happen. You know better than that. Just because Joshua actually... No, no, wait. Never mind. That's my middle name that stands for high and mighty. My bad. So what's I your can't. full name? Well, hold on. What's your full name? Joshua Quinn. Quinn's a cool name. I like that. I, you know I, I, I didn't like it because it was in the peak of... Dr. Quinn, Medicine Woman. Oh, that's it right. Show. It was a good show. It, you know what? I had like a, a crush on her. That was um, oh Jane Seymour. Yep. Uh, I, thought you had a, I thought you had a crush on Blanche. <sighs> I tell you what, man. Woo! Take me to the retirement home. Yeah, baby. We're going to play some bingo, and then I'm going to slide into some DMs. Yeah. Okay. Oh, Thank you for home. being a friend. All I got. That's all I got. Um, so we, we've talked about we've talked about everything happening um on Extreme Rules. And once again, if you're listening to the show and you are just joining us right now, uh, you can catch the encore presentation immediately after we go off the air at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, or you can go ahead and get the audio version of it. You can download it anywhere, find podcasts are made available. That's going to be happening on Friday, along with our other shows. Uh, we have Overbooked, which is the book club. I'm looking right into the camera because I'm not going to look at either one of you guys. Um, the book club where we cover uh, chapters of a wrestling book. It is currently going on as of right now. We also have Headlines, which is the new show, which we cover all the late breaking news happening in the world of wrestling. And obviously the panel here on Tuesday night's panel 2.0 revamped, bigger, better, and better. Um, let's go ahead and let's talk about what's going to be happening on, on Dynamite because Dynamite is going to be a oh, huge oh. lineup. And I feel like, man, this could get them back to the one million. But once again, guys, remember, it's National Scissor. It's Scissor Me Daddy Day. Scissor Me Daddy. Come on, hit me, hit me. Ah, Scissor Me Daddy ass. Oh my God, that's so. ECW fan, what's going on, my man? Oh, come on, get in here, Scissor Me Daddy. That just sounds terrible to say that, but. 
It's going to be a big deal. So let's go ahead and let's talk about all the matches. It was just announced recently that the match that's going to be opening Dynamite is going to be MJF and Wheeler Yuta at the top of the hour. That only makes sense, right? You want to grab them early in the demo, Mm -hmm. keep them sticking around. What do we think? I mean, obviously, clearly we know who's going to win this match. That's not really uh, in question. What do we think is going to happen more interestingly? What's going to happen uh, in this match, is this going to just be something basic, or do we think there's going to be something a little more involved in this? Uh, but what's your take? Uh, no, I don't think there's going to be anything overly, um, uh, not no storyline, nothing big. It's going to be a solid match. I mean, there's a reason they're going to be the opening match. They're both fantastic, so they're just going to have two of them in there. Probably be a little bit of a spot fest with uh, Wheeler. What not MJF? I could see him winning by like, you know, cheating with the ring. It's a cheap shot behind the ref's back or something like that. But I don't think it's going to be anything major. You're not going to see a story develop from this or anything like that. Just going to be an exciting opening match. Let's just hope Paul Turner's not um, roughing that match. So let, let's talk about this. Do we originally, it was believed that MJF was going to get his shot at Moxley and it was going to be at full gear. And obviously it was going to be happening in New Jersey, which clear Rhode Island or wherever it's at and being in his home area. Do we still feel like that's the case? Or do we feel like what Tony's going to do is do kind of go through the BCC and kind of work this and work this and have MJF tease that he's going to cash something in, cost some matches to some people, but then basically just try to sit back and say, you know what, I'm going to do what I want to do and et cetera, et cetera. But what's your, what's your take? Oh, drag it out. My God, drag this out. Milk it for what you can. You know, give it a little bit of time to hopefully write some of the, the issues we got going on. With AEW right now, use this as a launching point. Just keep it going and going. You know, ride it till the wheels fall off type of thing. Well, and and we've seen that AEW definitely wants to do long-term storyline. And I feel like the reason why some people in wrestling get a little frustrated as far as fans is because they want that instant gratification, right? They want that payoff really quickly. Mm -hmm. And Rit has been preaching this for the last three years, basically saying, hey, at the end of the day, Keep in mind, it's about the long-term story. It's the build-up. And they have the Golden Goose right now. Why in the world would you just go ahead and and pay it off this quickly? Stretch this thing out. Let it breathe. Get your ticket sales up. Have MJFTs a lot of these things. Bring in more revenue, which obviously they need. They need some stability at this point. Um, so, Rit, what's your take on the Wheeler Utah match? I mean, we know MJF's going to win, but do you feel like there's going to be any shenanigans, or do you think it's going to be a straight up uh, victory? Oh, it's going to be shenanigans. They're they're going to be building up. I don't. They already did blood and guts, right? Correct. So, what's the the big football one they do? Stadium Stampede. Stadium Stampede. Then that's what they're going to be building towards. The, the firm versus uh the bcc right yeah blackpool combat club uh that's what they're gonna be building for uh so whenever stadium stampede is i would sit there and say that's when they're going to explode uh all out and then shortly after that is when moxley and mjf will finally get their their hands on each other to 
discuss uh, further issues with that title. When, of course, MJF finally goes over. Well, let me take a look here. So, I don't know why I'm having such a difficult time pulling this up. Okay, so, the next one's Full Gear, which is in November. Then after that, uh, there, well, it's a televised event, Battle of the Belts. Again, they're going to have another Battle of the Belts coming up, but it's going to be Full is, Gear. Is the Battle of the Belts kind of like their version of Clash of the Clash Champions? Clash of the Champions, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's it's going to be like that. Oh, my goodness. So. That's going to be a four-hour, five-hour show. If, well, if, they go, if they go and defend all the Ring of Honor titles. and Well, they need to figure something out right now what's going to happen with this whole Ring of Honor thing because this thing has been strung out way too long. I think, didn't Tony announce that he bought it in March? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. They got to just start it up again, run it separate, have it as a feeder system or something like that. But you can't keep it. They're just stringing along, not really do anything. Well, 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 have what are you it guys, both on the one program. Well, what are you guys' bit. thoughts about Jericho saying he's going to run through every former Ring of Honor champion he can? Well, I mean, I think it's interesting because you could have a lot of possibilities of people you could bring back. Both Bresco's? Oh, no, wait, not both. Mark. <laughs> Is it Mark one of them? You're not going to be able to get either one of them back. I mean, I, well, okay, for a Ring of Honor event, maybe. For a one-off? Well, I, isn't there an issue right now with Warner Discovery about, I want to say it was Jay Briscoe made some homophobic comments. Yeah, but Mark he, was the champion. Okay, maybe you can bring him back then. Uh, imagine getting Nigel for, for, for one match. But he can't wrestle anymore, can he? Nigel McGinnis, I, yeah, I don't think so. Well, for some reason, people who come to AEW magically uh, get fixed. So, <laughs> what? What the so hell did I miss? What the hell? Brian, they get Brian, fixed. Brian Danielson couldn't get cleared for the longest time, and now now he's working. You know, okay, that one two, went over. Three, that went over. I was two three times. Uh, we're not we're it, not talking it, about getting medically cleared. Get yeah, it. that's not that's no. I don't think it's going to happen. Now, one thing that the Shining Wizards brought up, which I thought was great, I listened to their uh, show. What about PCO coming in? PCO to have a match. I think that would be fantastic to have somebody like that come in. I'd watch that in a heartbeat. I agree. Oh, man. Uh, did, did Loki ever? Was he champion? I'm going to have to look this up. I'm not 100% sure. Um, I know Samoa Joe was. You could have Samoa yeah. well, I wonder if they're going to bring CM Punk back. <laughs> well, uh... I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this right now, and you're all going to look at me like a complete dumbass. However, is this a work? Ser- no, I'm, I'm being completely serious. No, he's a dick. I'm not saying he's not. Is there a chance? What I, I, I used to think, oh my God, this is not right. This what ha- is all of this, the locker room, the this, the that, the spat, all that stuff. If it's a big, elaborate well, work, the well, whole thing. What Jericho says he ran through every champion and CM Punk song hits? No, I mean the punk, young, but the fight, all of that, it's all BS. And they're giving punk, obviously, he got injured. Let's go ahead. Or maybe he knew he was in some pain. He was going to drop the belt. 
give it to Moxley. The Bucks were going to take some time off for their family. Kenny was going to take some time off to promote the video game, have some time to himself as well. What about if this whole thing is one big elaborate show? I'm, I don't think it is, but what happens if it is? Would that not be amazing? It if, would be. If everybody uh, was taken? Gee whiz. Yeah. This here would be probably ranked right, not above, but really close to the Montreal screw job. Yeah. Now, do we think the Montreal screw job was a worker shoot? Shoot. Work. God, I'm so torn by that because it's like it's so hard to say definitively. And the reason why is because Road Dog had made a comment and um, he was like, why would they zoom in on Vince's face, specifically when Brett spit at him? Well, why would Vince let, let that whole thing be recorded if he knew what was going to happen? I mean, it definitely turned the Mr. McMahon character into what he wanted. And it got, gave Brett a lot of heat and a lot of momentum to go into his new company. Now, they dropped the ball horribly with him, but yeah, I'm just saying anything is anything is possible. So, I don't know. Well, let's go back to the list of Ring of Honor, former Ring of Honor champions. Oh, yeah, let's go back into that here. You have the list? One second. Jay Lethal. Uh, okay. I know one guy who's a former Ring of Honor world champion. but it's not Low, low Key was the crowning champion. And I seen Low Key in a match not too long ago against Amazing Red at a House of Glory. Oh, yeah. my goodness. That was fantastic. Low Key still got it. What about bringing Jonathan Gresham back? I know he There's issues there somewhere, isn't there? There are issues there, I'm, I, but could that be smoothed out? I mean, I realize he doesn't reach the height requirements at most amusement parks. However, could they still bring him back? For, for a one-off, I, th I think if, if we go through this list really quick, there is tons of people they could bring in for a one-off match against Jericho. Okay, who do we got? Low-key, Low Austin key. Aries. CM oh, Austin Aries is, I wouldn't Not touch happening. him with a 10-foot pole. Oh. Brian Danielson, homicide. He's Morishima. still alive. He's still alive. Homicide. Dead on. Yeah. Jerry oh, Lynn. Rip. I, I I can't see Jerry get, getting a match, but you, you could sit there and and have those two uh, face hey, off. Hey, I don't know how they're gonna book homicide. <laughs> I get it. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Roderick Strong. It's not you possible. Two terrible. Teams. Eddie Edwards. Eddie Edwards. Davey Richards. Uh, Jay, oh no, it was Jay Briscoe. Uh, well, Michael, that's definitely not happening. Yep, Michael Elgin. Michael Elgin uh, not going to happen. That's that not going to happen. Nope, nope, nope. He's way too tall. Dalton Castle, Christopher Dalton Castle, Daniels, Cody, uh, Roosh, PCO. I'm all about the boom, baby. Oh yeah, Adam well, Cole, baby. Yeah, Adam, Adam Cole. Matt Taven oh. would be freaking amazing to bring in Matt Taven. Roosh is a former champion as well. I don't, who's James Gibson? Um, oh, Jamie Noble. Yes. Jamie Noble. Xavier. Who's Xavier? It's a university in Cincinnati. I don't even know who this guy is, Xavier. He, was a, well, he, he beat low-key. 
Yeah, low key. I mean, he he doesn't really draw a whole lot of attention to himself. But there, there's a lot of great, there's a lot of great talent, a lot of great matches. <laughs> That's why he never got pushed oh. very well. Jesus. I'm still trying to figure out how you're going to get that homicide match. I mean, that's that match is cold on the slab, my friend. Not coming back. That contract's been signed by the medical examiner. Cody? No, I mean, you know, Cody's Cody's definitely WWE all the way. That ain't happening. They can do a talent swap. We'll swap you on MJF for a Royal Rumble, Cody for... A one-off over here. What are we going to use Cody for? The Ring of Honor thing? Yeah, that's not a fair that's a trade. One shot deal? No, that that's not a fair trade. They're going to put some some defunct championship. I mean, not defunct, but I mean, you know what I mean. Uh, versus a Royal Rumble situation where like they're going to get well, huge television. Don't ratings. you think it? it so they got to get screwed out of a deal because look what they did to Impact Wrestling. Yeah, but that's WWE though. I mean, WWE is not going to be like, oh yeah, we'll take this deal. Oh, we're going to get hosed on it. No, no, thank you. Impact did it because. They get sixty thousand people to watch. Guatemala has higher the, ratings the, for Impact the, or for uh, Dynamite. Man, and that's the, Guatemala. The, but if you think about it, are they really getting hosed? Because there's going to be more people watch that Royal Rumble pay per view itself, or I mean, premium live event, than we'll probably watch AEW all year. I don't know. I think it's still sketchy. Possibly. Possibly, but maybe not. Possibly, but maybe not. All right, let's get back to let's get back to the big dynamite show here because we're uh we're doing a Tony Khan right now. We're running we're running over. We're going a little bit later than expected. Let the, the TNT open challenge. The TNT open challenge. I'm excited about this. I, uh, but um obviously you got Wardlow, but he's going to be going against Brian Cage. We finally get to see Brian Cage finally in a match. It's well overdue. Would you, we all agree? Brian Cage is a great competitor. I'm trying to yes. see him Saturday at PPW. PPW. Uh, I got an action figure I need signed. It's always when you have something you need. It can't just be, man, I'd like to see Brian Cage and Melissa Santos. You know what? That would be great. No. Hey, will you sign my toy? <laughs> no, I'm the, that's what I have my son for. Wow. Wow. Unbelievable. I would do that too. That's just me. You, you, you wait till you have, you have your, your own little MJF there, Freeland. I'm just saying, the more I think about it, I mean, I said it as a complete joke at dinner. Because I was like, huh. but it's starting to grow. She says she likes it. We'll see where it goes. Uh, let's talk about Roosh versus Adam Hangman Page. Uh, both guys are tremendous. Uh, Roosh is so good at what he does inside the ring. Now, recently, Andrade uh, was talking about he would like to get the push that Roosh is getting. Maybe we put them together as a tag team. Do you think that would appease Andrade if he was put into a tag team? Or do you feel like Andrade definitely wants to be a singles guy and he wants to be pushed? He wants to be a singles guy. Look at me. That's it. He's he's not going to play well with others, I don't think. I think he wants the attention. He wants to rub. He wants all eyes on him. Technically, if you if you think about it, if you if you want to appease him, you want to build a brand around him. Why not give him the All Atlantic title? Well, because you got Pack right now, and and but, the but, thing with Pack is really good, and like I feel like Pack gets he, really he's, underrated. He's really good, but he are, 
you you got to push them at the on the what the six man trios? tag or the trios or yeah you know you, you you're pushing them that way so push them that way build a whole new brand around the Atlantic title and, and let Andrade listen if Andrade wants to get the old rubski he needs to be in a match with Sonny Kissed I'm gonna leave it at that I'm on a roll today baby roll. Um, Rouge versus Hangman Adam Page. I think, at least in my opinion, I think we're going to see the Buckshot Lariat. I think that we're going to see Hangman go over. I'll be honest with you. Uh, I love Kenny Omega, but my number two guy in AEW is probably Hangman. Love that guy. He is really grown on me. I remember originally, I don't know if you guys remember, I was not really high on him. I was like, oh, they're going to do Kenny versus Hangman for the title. And then we realized Kenny was going to have to step away for a while. So it was going to look like hangman was going to get it like the temperature was perfect and hangman's wife had a child it gets pushed back to the next pay-per-view you lost the moment there was the moment it was hot it was ready and then it dropped and, and it's not to do to anybody's fault i mean that's a big life event so i can't be be smirching on that but just remember that freeland because I, i'm going to sit there and i'm going to work with jerry right before meg's about to pop i'm going to tell you hey Guess what? Guess who we got for an interview? And it's going to be the same day she's going into labor. If it's Kenny Omega, there's nurses and doctors that get paid this money. And there's also divorce lawyers that don't get paid money, too. Listen, here's what I think she should do. I think she should FaceTime me. She's going to be numb. She could FaceTime me like, oh, here, this is everything. Oh, my gosh. I think it would be perfectly fine. Okay, per, we I could bring in a photo. I could bring in a stand-in. I could bring a stand-in and put a hat on, pull it down really far, push. I got Kenny Omega potentially in an interview. No, I'm being completely serious. Kenny Omega. Just remember, she's going to listen to this podcast. Hold on, about about two two oh six to the two ten mark. Well, uh, shortly after that, will be the divorce lawyer. He's at the two eleven point. I'm just yeah. saying, the, the one of the greatest athletes in the world, Canada's own. I will say this because it's true, Kenny. I'm looking right in the screen, Kenny Omega, the greatest Canadian professional wrestler alive ever or currently ever. Just saying right now. I tell you what, man, he would hit the one-winged angel on the pink and black attack and done. See you later, Skull Man. But uh, I can see us interviewing Kenny, you and I sitting back, and all of a sudden we let Freeland have his thunder. At about five minutes into it, I'm like, oh, Freeland, hey, did you tell Kenny uh, what's the what your first child's name's going to be? That and is soon, as soon as he irrelevant. would say Maxwell Jacob Freeland, Kenny would be like click. I gotta go. Bye bye. Click and it's over. Yep. I'm telling you right now, man. She would be perfectly fine. Like I said, we have a great. No, she would not. In the United no, she States, would not. she would be great, and I, I, I love her to death. She gets that. She completely. Hold on. Hold on. If if I'm hearing, uh, uh, and then all of a sudden I hear, 
Freeland. Isn't that what she heard when you were making the kid? Ah, uh, ah. Uh. Just three of them, though. Ah. Uh. And it was over. <laughs> hey, I gave her the best three count I could. I tell you what. Man. Pin me, pay me. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Call me oh, Evan Courageous, my. baby. We need to get a t-shirt made of that. They're not going to sell, but... That's... No, we can't even sell our own merchandise. What are we trying to come up with new new gimmick shirts for? What are we talking about? Oh, oh my gosh. We, we can only sport them to Jerry to sell at his school, and then we, we take 10%. We could. We absolutely could. We could fleece it. The man with two hips and a new back. <laughs> Jerry Lynn. We're getting a merchandising contract with Jerry. All right, let, let, let's move on to this one right here. We got Daniel Garcia and Brian Danielson versus Chris Jericho and Sammy Guevara. What is your thoughts on this one? Um, I really don't know who would come out on top on this one for the simple fact that you would think it would be the pure wrestlers, but maybe the sports entertainers would have something up their sleeve. What do we think about all this? Sports Garcia. entertainers. Because, because Gar- Garcia changes his mind. In turns on Danielson. It turns on Danielson. Wow, that's <sighs> really. We're gonna reel you in, reel you in, reel you in, and then we're gonna gut you like a fish. If you're right, that's fantastic. That'd I would be, like to. I I, I think that would be very interesting. Don't worry, I'm over like 23 now for the for my past guesses. It would be that's a good so swerve. Don't call me Strickland. Um. Man, I got them all tonight. Let's go ahead and let's talk about this big one. Tony Storm, Athena, Willa Nightingale taking on Jamie Hayter, Serena Deeb, and Penelope Ford with Britt Baker in their corner. And Soraya in the corner of Tony Storm, Athena, and Willa. Freeland, are we 100% sure it's Soraya? It's Soraya. She said it. Uh, let me bring it up. Let me bring it up right now. Let me Because see I, I can... swore I've heard them say Soraya. Well, just because they said Sarai doesn't mean they're saying it correctly. Doesn't mean you are either. Remember <laughs> Pac and Pac? No, it is Pac. It is Pac. X Pac is Pac. All right, Jim Ross. Thanks for tuning in to WWE Dynamite. Like, really, dude? Good Lord. Do you remember that? He did that. I was like, you shit the bed. Good God. Uncross your eyes. Ah, uh, here we go. You are on a roll. Holy crap on a cracker. I tell you what, don't mess with me. Slobberknocker. Whatever. Um, Freeland needs a hug. Stupid. I can't believe that. Man with a mask. How are you? Let's see here. How do we do this? Um, Let's see here. I, I know I had the clip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't talk amongst yourselves why I'm completely being silent over here. Well, for wait. Here we go. 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 All right. Here we go. Don't be a commercial. (laughs) Wow. That's exactly how you say her name. Right now. Every (laughs) single time I try to go to pull up a clip, it's got to go into a dump. I can't wait for like election season to be over with because it's all bullshit. I'm going to do this. No, you're not, you sack of ass. Yeah. I work for you. Well, if you do, go to my job tomorrow and uh, tell me how it is. Oh my God, here we go. Um, 
was, Chad. Oh, you just said it better. Oh, watch out. Oh, up. Talk amongst yourselves why this clip is playing. Britt Baker. Britt Baker. D-M-D. All right, so I thought they were going to say your name, but they didn't. Um, I, it, it, it's Sharia. Sharia. <laughs> Nick's going to say it's my... <laughs> my Shut up. Sharona. My Sharona. <laughs> my Corona. All right, here we go. Um, God oh. darn it. Somebody find the clip where it says what the hell her name is. Somebody oh, find it right now. Oh, my God. figure that out. Talk God. amongst yourself, ladies. Uh, hold on. Okay. She even said it on uh, Twitter. So if you go to her Twitter account, she even talked about it. She goes, this is how you pronounce it. Slobberknocker. <laughs> um, uh, oh, yeah. S-A-R-A. Uh, what is it? Y-A-H? Here we go. Here we go. She got 2.7 million people. Wow. Here we go. She talks about how you pronounce her real name. Yeah, thanks for helping me with that one. Here oh, I we go. I, I, I seen it where they broke it down on her she, Twitter account. Yeah, she put it on Twitter and she was like, this is how you spell my name. Uh... Once again, if you're listening to this podcast and you're like, geez, they're really starting to shit the bed right here. Um, here we go. Let's see if we got this. When, when did she debut? She debuted on the pay-per-view. Or no, you tell me how to pronounce my name. Oh, wait. This tweet's been deleted. Looks like somebody was talking shit to her. Why would you it's talk? It's pronounced. Oh, it is Soraya. Okay, you're right. S I R R E Y. Thought I that I mean I told you. I told you. Hey, hey Freeland, when I when, when I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I tell you what, I completely I know my stuff. Where does Britt Baker? There was a promo where Britt Baker was like, No one even knows your name. No one knows who you are. I thought that was a classic one. Um Let's talk about this is this is going to be the build up to Wednesday's Dynamite. I think this is going to be great. Let me go ahead and play this clip, and I promise you there will be no commercial uh, whatsoever. Here we go. All right, here we go. House. Wednesday on TBS. Celebrate the three-year anniversary with an extended dynamite. Featuring Darby Allen versus Jay Lethal. Daddy had to put you on timeout, didn't he? MJF returns to the ring to face Wheeler Yuta. You want to know what I think would be real entertaining? And Daniel Garcia joins Brian Danielson to take on teammates Sammy Guevara and Chris Jericho. I'm going to have to take you out. AEW Wednesday Night Dynamite, live at 8 on TBS. Is my house. Wow. So it's Soraya. There you go. That's so, enough so, that. so do we now got to say Sammy Guevara? Guevara. Of, it's Guevara. Instead of Sammy Guevara. Guevara. Sammy Guevara. Andrade. Guevara. Andrade El Illo. Hey, you want to be cultured up there in the frozen tundra of the snow and the ice and polar bears? Nope. That's right. Got to be like the man from Cincinnati. I know what I'm yeah, talking culture. about. Who, who mocks? Yeah. <laughs> when I think of culture, Cincinnati's the first place. It's the first place, mind. baby. That's where all them <laughs> smart people come from. 
<laughs> SMRT smart. Um. Okay. Before we we call it, man, we are running over. We're running over. I want to play one more thing just because I think this is really really funny, and I don't like this man. However, I will play the clip just because it is entertaining. Um, who do you think I do not like in wrestling? Oh, <laughs> I, thought you're, I thought you were going to, going to go in general. I, I, one name came to mind. Yeah, I got a name in mind, but nope. Cornette. There you go. Here we go. This is so freaking cool. Here we go. You guys have already heard this, but just for everyone else, I want you guys to hear this. There better not be a freaking commercial. Why? Why? One time this week. Okay. I want to play. If we're going to do this, can you just spend the extra money on YouTube Premium or whatever? I should, but I'm cheap. I'm cheap. You know that. Why don't you just tell me? Look on my plate. What do you see? The cult of meat with extra cheese. I want a burger. American cheese, pickles, onions, if you please, cause I'm the cult of meat with extra cheese. Like it good and greasy, <laughs> fresh out the pan. I'm the cult of meat with extra cheese, the cult of meat with extra cheese, the cult of meat with extra cheese. Fried or broiled, the cow must die. The meat is done, the toppings fly. You won't have to ask me if I want some extra cheese. Now with tomato and bacon too, not a drop of mustard there, you fool. Cause I'm the cult of meat with extra cheese. On the bun, the mayo there, I'll eat it in my underwear. Oh, come on. Add a fried egg, that'll make it fine. You can tell that burger's mine. I need that burger handed to me, because that's the one with meat and extra cheese. <laughs> it's the one with meat and extra cheese. Wow, that was tremendous. That was that was tremendous. That was awesome. Oh All right. Goodness. Could you imagine Jim Cornette comes out to AEW with that song? Oh, my God. Just, 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 just the rib punk. I still think it could be. I'm not saying it's a high percentage, but it could be a big work scheme. We don't know. You want to bet? I bet your T-shirt. Oh man! Freeman's like, I got. I'm gonna have to think about that one because now, now, see, now you, you got me doing the itch. You got me doing the the drug itch. What? What? T-shirt. This is fantastic. I could get a shirt. Oh, All right. Oh. oh, but quick thing: Tony Schiavone's uh, actor figure mm-hmm. is available on. Uh, was it Ringside Collectibles? Oh, I'll check that out. Are you a Tony Schiavone guy? I think he's hilarious. I, I want that figure. He is. He's really good. Awesome. He's really good. Yeah. Uh, all right, guys. It has been a really good time. We've had a lot of fun. Um, Indeed. Anything else that is on top of your mind? I hear uh, the music playing. That means we need to get ready to get out, Ski. We need to get out of here. Butster, we're going to throw it off with you. Tell people where they can follow you on the social media and the interwebs if they'd like to find out more about what you have to say, Ask Daddy. Yeah, I had a uh... 
at gotnoof2291 on Twitter, uh, CB79 Wooden Toy Maker on Facebook. If you want to give me a follow there, working on some new toys. And I've actually got a big show coming up in eight weeks, a Christmas market. Nice. And I'll see you guys here every Tuesday. Man, I tell you what, you are the conscience and the heart and the soul of this brand because you're doing things for people and I'm being serious. You're doing good things for people, doing things for, for children and nothing but love and respect. Your wife is educating the next generation of people and uh, having the butts at the helm makes this world a better place. So thank you for what you do, my friend. Thank you. Appreciate that, Mike. And for my Falkley challenged friend who clearly got rid of his high rise apartment after he was called out on it. Uh, you got a new microphone. It looks good. Tilt it up just a little bit. Let's see that bad boy. Whoa, gosh. Oh my God. That's look. Oh, he can do some ASMR. He can do ASMR. This is fantastic. We're going to talk about ASMR. Next We're week, never right talking now. about that again. Freeland. Oh yeah. Last thing. And the only thing. Yep. Tell I me about it, baby. To, I want to say to you, baby is tell me. Four words. Yeah. Scissor me, daddy ass. Ah, this is great. This is fantastic. No scissors. Oh, the butt. No Come scissors. on. You got to have fun. You're, we're going to scissor your ass one time. We are in a hotel room. Um, For the oh, rid, dear. for the butt. My name is Mike Freeland. It has been fun. Once again, Casey joined us again uh, this week. We'll be getting her back on the program as well. I've got a few other people we're going to line up to come on the panel as well. It's going to be fun. It's going to be very enjoyable. It's the panel 2.0. Once again, brought to you by the Front Row Material brand. We are available anywhere fine podcasts are made available. You can catch us, uh, the replay, on Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash Pod. Go ahead and hit that follow button and subscribe to us as well. Also, follow us on iTunes. Uh, we are trending in the charts, which is amazing. And uh, go ahead and hit the notification button every single time. Uh, you will get tweets from the show, from the Ritster. I think Ritz going to be uh, starting the family planning all over again. That's the way it sounds. Look at that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Come on now, see baby. Guys, see you guys next Tuesday night on Farmer Material. My name is Mike Freeland, and if you're looking for an exciting wrestling podcast to add to your library, then look no further than the Front Row Material brand. Each and every week, I sit down with some of the most exciting superstars in the world of wrestling, from upcoming stars in the indies to dedicated veterans of the squared circle. I also host a daily podcast called Headlines, which gives you the updated information on all your favorite superstars in all your favorite promotions, giving you not only the backstage look, but also what are the industry experts saying about things. And finally, join myself and my my executive producer, The Rit, where we talk about everything in the world of professional wrestling all across the landscape, from storylines to interviews to what's happening and what we think is going to be happening the next time you turn on your TV. Don't miss it. It's the Front Row Material brand brought to you by the MLW Radio Network. The world of MLW Radio never stops.